You'll not get a scrap without me. You'll not get a scrap without me. It's not scrap. It's not scrap. You'll not get a piece. Lick. You'll oh, not get a lick without me. Is yeah. it lick? Welcome to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan, and joining me today is Bill. Hi, everyone. And TJ. Oh, oh it's TJ. It's TJ. On today's episode, we're going to be talking all about the Marvel team-up issue 14, where Invincible meets Spider-Man. We're going to continue our reread with Invincible Trade Paperback Volume 9, and then we're going to talk about some Avengers, Endgame, Game of Thrones. Oh my God! Some Lots trailers. Of There's some stuff. A lot, which is kind of what, episode. yeah, it kind yeah. of worked. A we, lot of stuff. Can I just be the first to say that this is going to be the 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 um a a, a a reborn version of it's the other stuff show with oh the guys. God, I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> talking about other stuff. Yeah. So we'll hopefully no one uh, remembers we'll hopefully, what that is. <laughs> I do, and I will. There's hopefully uh going to be enough room in this episode to get all that out of the way. Um. We're going to kick off the show, though. Well, first, got to remind everybody that you can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, as well as online at theinvinciblepodcast.com, uh, where we put in-depth show notes up for each episode as soon as I get them written and put them up there. Um, you can write us reviews over on iTunes. Leave us five stars. Uh, we are also... <laughs> what? No, just kind of subliminal. Like, yeah, like, please. Like, leave us five stars. Please don't just don't otherwise. Um, we are also the Oblivion Song Podcast. Uh, and I think that's it. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't okay. know if I've had if it's just because I've had two drinks or if it seems like everyone's. You've already talking. had two? Yeah, that's my second one. We are really talking fast. Quick. Are you talking fast? I feel like I am talking fast. Right. It's like Gilmore girls. It's just I hate Gilmore girls. All they do it. is talk. All and they, they talk do so is quick. Talk. They talk well, so quick. It's also very Sorkin, right? Aren't they very Sorkin? Like news? Is he Sorkin? It's no, not Sorkin, new, is it? No, they're not. Sorkin Girls isn't Say Sorkin. 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 Someone tell me what Sorkin is, or it's, I'm gonna flip the table. It's the newsroom, newsroom or um, social Facebook. network. Yeah, social social network. That's it. I don't. Where understand. they're all very quick. That's what Sorkin. Is? Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. Oh, he's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought where you were using a word like. No, well, because that's kind of like. You don't know who okay. Aaron Sorkin is? No. Leave this table. Leave this table. So. We got an email from Dante Panora. What up, Dante? Hey, Dante! He says, hello, Invincible Podcast. First time caller, and I have some very minor news that you guys might have already heard about. But Stephen Yun did did make a comment on the Invincible animated series, claiming he hopes it goes on for many seasons. I also had a question I wanted to ask you guys about the possible influence of the Invincible animated series. If the show is successful enough, do you think it could influence producers to see animated series as a viable way of adapting other weird and wonderful creator-owned comics from Invincible's publishing company's Skybound and Image Comics? If so, are there any creator-owned comics you think would be perfect for an animated series outside of Invincible? My mm-hmm. top number one pick would be a series called The Autumn Lands. Have you heard of The Autumn Lands? No, there are so many, so. so many independent comics that we don't know anything about. It's cool about. when people recommend. I think like, the three of us would all agree that if Invincible worked out and it sparked a new one, what it would be. Correct? 
You mean it would be invincible saga. related? Oh I no, saga. Saga, 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 yeah. saga was yeah. the first thing I thought. Which saga cannot just, be a fucking movie. It has to be an HBO. It has to be like what Invincible is going to be. I think they could do a fucking live action show after seeing what Game of Thrones is able to do with its fucking budget. Like, there's no way why they wouldn't be able to do a saga show. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Reason why? Sorry, I've had a few drinks. No, I agree. I, I think that Invincible, if Invincible gets huge and like mm-hmm. an an R rated mature animated cartoon you know what i mean like saga is perfect for that i think saga has to be that i think that there's i mean there's already we talked about spawn the hbo series that ran for i think two seasons Mm -hmm. so there's been an attempt at this before and i think that the the audience is much broader now Mm -hmm. you have amazon hulu um, Netflix, all these other things where people are kind of expecting to see something Not only that, crazy but and different. When Spawn was out before, they didn't have, <laughs> there wasn't a comic book following like there is now. That's what I'm saying. The audience is like yeah. much more acceptance, uh, accepted, uh, accepting. accepting. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh, good point. Obviously, we would, obviously we would love <laughs> spinoffs in the Invincible Universe like Wolfman or, oh, fucking you know. Wolfman would be awesome. They'll never do it. Yeah. Never, know. never. Yeah. Why not? They did a fucking, um, Super dinosaur show for yeah. kids. Why wouldn't they yeah. do Wolfman? Um, the other one, um, Die Die Die, would be crazy. Oh, um, uh, speaking of Die Die Die, Curse Die. Words would be pretty cool. We did. I never got, never finished reading Curse Words. I'm way behind on that, but that would make a cool. Speaking of Die series. Die Die, some news. news. They're releasing them all, physically. What do you mean? Die Die Die. What do you mean they're releasing them all physically? Isn't it not physical? No, it is. I, yeah. I, I thought it was all digital. It. No, I well, only ever I got saw, it I saw something in the solicits for. May, mm-hmm. I think it was May, that they're in literally issue one, issue two, issue three. I wonder what they're doing. One then. through eight, all individually. I wonder if they're re releasing then. Because I, I mean, I definitely have hmm. the physicals. You're right. I do too. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Interesting. Hmm. Oh, great point, TJ. Uh, Thanks for that news. Back to Dante's <laughs> um, uh, comment about the Stephen Young uh, interview. We did. Just listen to that slash watch it. It is, if you want to find it, it's on YouTube. It's um, just look for Stephen Young on Glenn uh, Walker Stalker Con London. So it was at a Walking That's Dead a lot convention. To remember. Just type in Stephen Young Walker Stalker. You'll find it. And it's about seven minutes in. Uh, and the uh, moderator asks him about the show. And there were like two times where it sounded like he what was, was hesitating. Kind of like he said. When it came out, he's like, "Oh, it comes out later, um, uh, early next year." He he said later that uh, next year, like he literally started to say this year, like yeah. he did very blatantly. I think it's I gonna think, be because I think I it's, think that they're gonna surprise us and be like, "No, no, I know no. we said 2020, but no, I just think that it's it could have been early this year, but right. they're like, no, let's gonna make it early next year." The, yeah. the reason why I think that he said this year is because he's probably done with like I think they're so all he, done. So he would assume. I, I mean, he's so done too. voice acting before, so he probably has a general idea of like timing. Like, oh, I record this; it's gonna be out like mm-hmm. in six or seven months or whatever. Because yeah, it wasn't though, wasn't because... there Clancy? What's his What's his name? Um, Mr. Krabs. Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown. Didn't he say like he already did Invincible? Like yeah, things he, he's already done. He was very nonchalant about it too. He just like yeah. skimmed over it in that tweet. Yeah. So maybe. And um, Stephen Young also made it sound as though when the guy asked, "Is that going to be a, a full season?" He was like, "Oh, it's going to be. I mean, it hopefully going to be many seasons." So it kind of sounded like, yeah. I mean, this is deciding. this. There is going to be multiple seasons. There has to be. So. Oh, it's definitely not going to be one. 
Yeah, but again, hopefully they. It may. Hopefully, what, the way I took it was one, he knows how many seasons it's going to be. Speaking of the no, Amazon, I took it as it's they're leaving it open that he signed on for multiple. That's probably what it is. It's going to be three. Did uh? Did you guys see that the did did the boys come out already? The no, first episode because so. it got reviewed already. Yeah, I didn't see the newest trailer that you were talking about. Holy shit, dude! I know. It looks. That's. It looks nuts. And it, it looks that's really Seth good. Rogen, right? It looks yeah. fucking Fuck. insane. It looks so gratuitous. Like, there's no, like... There's no line? There's no line. Like, there's no line. Yeah. At yeah. one point, they were holding a baby, and it was shooting lasers out of its eyes, and they were using it as what? a weapon. Yeah. That's not even the worst. That's not even bad. Yeah. I heard there's a, a guy who shrinks, and so that gets... And the, you know the Ant-Man? Like, how Ant-Man went into um, his wife and had sexual relations that way? I like shrunk down. I, maybe I was reading like one of the like, <laughs> what, what like the, most, you <laughs> the most gratuitous things that happened in comics, and oh, that yeah. was and that was oh, something like it was. I could see that it was some, insinuated that something he shrunk in down. the '60s or something in the comics. <clears throat> no, no, it was it was later. It was like really? yeah, Silver Age, yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet, and that's I don't I don't know when that shows out. It probably it got really good reviews. It said, it said that if like superheroes aren't your thing, but the action is like insane. Like they said that the choreographed like action is nuts. What, TJ? Another good point? No, well, first I was thinking about your Google search history and how much, how weird it must be that you're a suture, you're a Oh, it's cleared. Gratuitous. It's cleared. Yeah, I bet it Which is. says a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, as you went on to talk about how awesome it is, which it is, I, again, I'm just, I'm like, fucking man, like, I want to see that, but I want to see it with Invincible. Like, I'm ready to see some shit. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. The stuff that I saw, it was way more. It was it was way worse than. Th- imagine if Kickass kicked it up to like fifteen. See that? <sighs> I know I'm what you're gonna say. Worried. Like, don't, don't overdo it because you're trying too hard to yeah. overdo it. I agree. Part of it me hopes like that. that. Part of me hopes that maybe Seth Rogen will get it all out in that, and and it wasn't mm-hmm. overly gratuitous. Like, it, don't make it so it's, it's like. But it seems like it's kind of it's like satire. You yeah. know what I mean? Not like to be taken seriously. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll know once we watch Invincible the does first. not need to be like that. I, right. I guess we've oh, talked no, about this before. Yeah, I, Seth the, Rogen the first movie a, does not need yeah, to be. He's, he he has been a part of many different like yeah. properties, and I mean, this seems like it's the most extreme. Yeah. Speaking of the Invincible movie, Skybound did a little bit of a questionnaire over on Twitter where they were creating an article, and they wanted to know. Uh, I didn't know this came out. Who, I didn't see this. Uh, like they wanted to know fans they asked fans who which villain they wanted to see in the Invincible movie so they obviously state that you know it may be a few years away but we wanted to hear what the fans thought as uh, Invin- like at, for Invincible's main villain in the movie um, and so it's a cool post over on skybound.com you can find it there but um, yeah it's a lot of really cool uh, it was cool seeing so many hey that's me yeah there's TJ that's me. What? There's me. Yeah. They put so, us our tweets in the article. Yeah. Uh, we, we know Devin. We know Thomas. Greetiers over on uh, on Twitter. There's a lot of people in this post that we uh, we know from this podcast and getting to know people and having them on in the show. In other words, we are the reason why this movie no, is No, no. Mitch Crasson. But uh, it's a cool article. Go Crasson. read. Go read what, uh, uh, what everybody says. And, Did only uh, one person say fucking... Battle Beast? There's Bo Pilgrim. Is uh, he a villain? Again, though? again, I think I mean, he this starts is... out kind of like a villain. And I took this as for the first movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why most of them are Indeed, Angstrom and Nolan. Right. 
Uh, I said Angstrom Levy, but with Powerplex as a side story, like a side. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Because that that would mean that it would have to come Mm -hmm. after the fight, because Powerplex Mm -hmm. is a result of the fight with Nolan. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, Felix put up a whole bunch of that was comic the next thing I was just the, looking. The, so a bunch of covers, a bunch of covers, yeah, a bunch Older of covers, yeah, really good covers. And I wanted really good ones. You didn't, you didn't go with any of them, right? Hell no. <laughs> I can't like I as so much expensive. as much as I love original art. I can't spend friggin' like four thousand dollars. Four thousand dollars. My yes. favorite cover, sixty three, where Invincible is like all bloody, looking yeah, up at Conquest, sticking out. Uh, it was four grand. That's Conquest. Uh, that I understand that, but that's but that's what he's saying. Like, what was the issue fifty? Issue fifty with issue you know, fifty was three thousand. Mm-hmm. Just just that was just that was Mark 10, 000, and Cecil, or what? That was one thousand. Two figures 10, and a lot of blood. How can they sell a comic book that because no one really knows about because the fan base is so loyal? Do. Obviously, they do. I mean, they sold. That's what's crazy. They sold. A lot of them did. Most of them. Fucking did. Ryan Otley bought it. Mine, mine sold. <laughs> Sixty-three sold. Um, that's crazy. That wasn't the average price, though. There was some that the, were like the two... lowest one was two thousand. Jesus, that was the lowest one. <laughs> ben, it's like you were shocked the, about that. This. Was this the other one I wanted? Kind of it was Rex Blood. Oh, Rex Blood one so good. That yeah, one, that one right there. Which we're we're gonna talk about this issue today. This is actually the last issue we're gonna talk about today. Issue forty-seven, twenty-five hundred dollars. All sold. Yeah, they all sold. Does this all go to Ryan Otley? I think a Ryan Alley is. Does. I think Ryan Alley gets some and of then it. Felix obviously gets a little a bit for. Yours didn't sell yet, TJ. Oh, it didn't sell. How about this one for eight grand? <laughs> Mark and Eve kissing, with Nolan and um, Debbie on it. I, I'm really curious. Thousand yeah. dollars. I'm really curious to what makes this one double the cost of this one, like double the price. Is it the number of figures on the cover? No, it can't be that. It has to be the popularity of the comic but that issue 78 what happened in that that's the end of the viltrumite war this is conquest four thousand dollars so i'm really curious to how they determine the the cost of these i think they're just like fuck it let's say eight grand and see if anybody buys it there's gotta be more to it than that that's nuts man very cool though very cool Uh, some huge issues in that sale the wolfman one obviously the first appearance of conquest the powerplex First all of them are sold. All of them. Oh, the well, hand. Did, did you say the Wolfman? The bloody hand, 62. Yeah. Him punching Wolfman in the yep. face? Fuck. That one's got to be cool to own. Yeah, the 62, hand. 62, the hand. Yeah. Mm. Adam Eve's I didn't hand. even see how much that one was because that one sold so fast. So I wonder if it was less just because there's no actual faces on it. God, there are some, such an there are some one, super fans out there. Yep. Wow. All right. So we're going to go on to our... Actually, probably every one of those covers went to... What's his name? Remind me. He has literally like Rob? every page. Rob, Rob yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he got at least one of them. He's, I guarantee he got one, at least one. Yeah. All right. We are going to go on to our main topic of the show, um, which is actually going to be a very quick main topic. We're going to talk about Marvel Team-Up issue 14. After we talk about that, we're going to talk about... Avengers, right, and uh, Game of Thrones and all that. Well, other. we still have. Um, no, we usually and... we usually do that at the end. Yeah, that's what I said. I said after we talk about it. Marvel team up, then Volume Nine, then all the other stuff. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I mean. Another two and a half hour long episode. No, no, we're gonna go You're quicker. Right, three hours. We'll go quicker. Um, TJ, you pulling up the issue because I can. 
I could do that. I could. I gotta find mine. You, I just read it. I know. I, I, I mean, lost I read it. it I read it a while ago to prepare. No, you read it recently because you wanted it to be fresh. Right. Exactly. There we go. You're welcome. Nice one. All right. So Marvel team up. So explain to explain to us where this came from, TJ, because this this is is a as a part of a story that happens in your favorite arc. Yeah. Issue 33. Uh, well, Mark is in Africa with Eve and gets a, a phone. No, he gets an alert. No, he gets a call. He gets a call. That's right. And call. then he rushes home to find Angstrom Levy uh, holding baby Oliver and, or I'm sorry, Debbie is holding baby Oliver and uh, Angstrom has his arm around her looking very menacing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then issue 33, Angstrom and Invincible Fight, uh, which is the first time we really see Angstrom's abilities, uh, how he can just like open up portals and send people to different dimensions. So Yeah, uh, which we saw him using when we saw like good Angstrom before he, like this was the first yep. time we saw Angstrom before he... F- using it to fight. Like, yeah, this is the first time we saw him since the accident. So he was sending, throughout the issue, he was sending Invincible to other dimensions and locking him in there to weaken him. And uh, it, throughout the entire comic, we saw him like in a zombie world. Uh, it was insinuating that he was talking to Batman, insinuating that he was talking to like all these other places and all these other things. And one of them, he popped out with uh, some webbing on his back, insinuating that he went to. It was the first one. The uh, it was the second one. Yeah, it was, it was the like second the second one? place the or one? so. Yeah, it was the second. The first place uh, was. Um... I can't remember the first one, but Invincible said that this is the second one that I went to in this comic. Mm. Um, With webbing on his back, insinuating that he went to... Oh, the first one was the dinosaurs. uh, Oh, yeah, that was like, oh, humans. Yeah. Yep. So Um, this is what happens during the time that Invincible spends in Spider-Man's world mm -hmm. while fighting Angstrom. So Robert Kirkman used to write for Marvel. I mean, he did this whole Marvel team-up series. I think it's like... 20 some issues or so it's i have marvel team up issue one, one signed oh, really? by robert kirk he also, did, really? he also yeah. did marvel zombies didn't he yes yeah and uh, he also two. did marvel zombie he didn't do the he original did. he, he did. didn't do one you i don't sure think he, he did, did one, one? want to hear something really weird yes not that anybody listening to this is gonna is gonna know this but kevin young got that for me that's weird yeah an old friend of my ours friend. that don't read comics doesn't read comics but he knew i like robert kirkman so he got it for me um and also he also did um Ultimate X-Men. He did yep. a streak, an arc or two in yeah. uh, Ultimate X-Men. So he was actually working for both Marvel oh, and yeah. self-publishing at the same time. He did the first series. Marvel Zombies 1 was written by Kirkman. Yeah. That's right. And then it came out with 2 and 3 yeah, after and they it. Got it was weird. not... Yeah, it wasn't Kirkman. Um, so at this time, he had been doing Invincible for nearly 30 issues, Walking Dead for nearly 30 issues or so, and still working at Marvel, which is crazy to think about today. And it's also crazy to think that uh, Corey Walker drew this issue. Yep. And in the back, in the letters column or whatever, he says, "Oh, I, it, it would have been great if Ryan, who Ryan Otley was the current artist at the time, would have been able to draw it too, or had a part in it too." Now he kind of but is. But now he is drawing Spider-Man, which is funny. Uh, also colored by Bill Crabtree, who colored alongside uh, Corey Walker. So it's kind of like the OG Invincible team coming back to do this. It looks like Destroyer. It, oh, it, it, yeah, it kind of feels like that. I mean, like it's that. Corey Walker, yeah. so obviously it's going to look You're like right. that, but it, it kind of felt like that as well. I want to read that again so bad because I forgot almost Dude, everything. me and Riker went Barnes & Noble, and he was like, I was like, oh, let's go check out the, the comics. comics, and I, Destroyer was there, like hmm. the the whole volume. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking crazy. 
Hmm. Like, what are the chances that destroyers here out of everything that they would have? Yeah, it's hard to find Invincible there. You yeah. know, like, um, now I'm going to drop a bomb on you guys. Ready for this? Okay. It is January 2006. You know, we just had Peter Jackson's King Kong in theaters. We just graduated we, last year. We just, yeah, this is our first Christmas graduated, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you're reading Invincible and you're enjoying it. You've been reading it for a while now. And you just it, and you just read the latest issue, and it's, this is a scenario, right? Because no, this is, not, this is true. This isn't true. This isn't. No, we weren't reading Invincible at this. No, point. no, no, no. Uh, yes, this is a scenario. Okay, scenario. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Everything else is true. Okay. This is an alternate this, timeline yes. that we went back and changed it, so it branched off into its own thing. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and then, so, it's 2006 January. You're reading Invincible, right? And you just read the issue where Mark went to the planet Thraxa ran into his dad, found out he had a baby brother, and is fighting the Viltrumites with his dad. Mm-hmm. And then you go into the comic shop. And this is out? And you pick up, holy shit, Invincible and Spider-Man in an issue together. No. And now you go on this that adventure. That can't be right. I double-checked it. It can't be because they they tell you to go pick it up. I in know. In this comic. I know. That can't be right. This came out in January, and in, in Invincible 33 came it. out in Ju- June. I, there's no way. There's no way they would have done that. So this came out... Before the angstrom? According to all of this. So, ready? So Really? Dude, I tried because I always try to look up when and how. I want to know Someone how long it came out. Someone has to have been reading this from start to finish and know this. Someone has to. I'm, I'm telling you. I looked it up. So, Marvel team up 14. Let's see. And... Oh, you know what? What does he say in it, TJ? He says, for more on... So, as he's explaining it in the comic, Mark does say, for more on Angstrom Levy and Invincible's fight with him, be sure to check out Invincible, number 33, on sale April 2006. Yep, and it was late. Giving you plenty of time to catch up on this hot new hero. Yeah, and it was late. And it came out in June. What? This one came out in January. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> Isn't wow. that crazy so now you could have had it spoiled for you, you. literally they you did. literally could have been like he had my mom he told him the whole fucking story he, now i now rereading it wow. he never mentions his brother okay so he he kept that a secret but reading this you know About that his dad angstrom is a villain mm-hmm. like he attacked his mother and threw him through another dimension you don't know about the dad he talked about his dad. Oh wait, but that's fine because in in January you would have been. But didn't he talk about? He like, talked how about. He oh, he talked about his dad and, and like they were they were good then. Um, they were. He talked about how they fought. They talked. He talked about his uh uh his relationship with his mother and how um his mom he he thought of her as a pet. Yeah, yeah. He talked about. He all talked that about stuff. the fight, but I'm yeah. talking about. This is this came out when they were fighting on Thraxia. On Oliver's planet. So, if you're reading this issue, you obviously know about the fight, and you know your mother was a pet to me. You know all that, but you didn't know that Angstrom was a villain, that he attacked his mom, that he sent him in another dimension. Can you imagine how confusing that would be? Mm. So that was that was interesting. So, the issue opens up. Peter flies into which we see this. We see this panel. Um, it's almost the exact same panel uh, from this angle him and everything. Him flying into Ock. Yeah, him flying into Doc Ock into his back. 
Uh, Spider-Man is fighting Doc Ock. Um, I will say reading this, I could tell Kirkman has gotten a better writer. There's something that doesn't add up here, but we'll some get to the, it. Uh, some of the writing felt a little off to me. I think he was trying... It, I, I know what you're talking about, Ryan, because I, I felt the same it's thing, but I think, he's, I think he's trying to be so. very tongue-in-cheek. I think he's exactly. trying to be very like, I'm Spider-Man, I'm overly Spider-Man. I'm Doc Ock, I'm overly Spider... Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I can like, see they, they were all very intense versions of themselves. Yes, everybody was cranked up, yes. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, but Cory Walker's art is kind of fucking awesome in it. Oh, yeah. Um... Invincible punches Doc Ock. He goes flying. I like this conversation how Spider-Man's like, yo, you can't just kill him. You didn't. And Mark was like, oh, I assumed he was strong. Um, well, Mark hit him on, uh, on accident. Well, he hits him on he hits him on accident and then he throws him into a wall. Yeah, and through, through and a then, wall. And then he... Spider-Man never confirms nor denies if he has superpowers. It was just kind of Mark being like, oh, yeah, oh, he does have superpowers. Okay, cool. Those mechanical arms, whatever. Mm-hmm. Which explains like, why he punches him later really, really hard. That he hurt him. Yeah. Well, he's concerned. Like, yeah, he didn't yeah. want to actually he's hurt like, him. I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what told Spider-Man that Invincible was a, a good person because not he's like, in my experience, not too many people hit somebody else and then ask, if, or villains don't ask other people if they're okay. Mm-hmm. So if there's major parts that we want to hit in this comic and not just read it verbatim, yeah. the, the first part is obviously Invincible making fun of Spider-Man's name. Well, yeah. and But, I mean, I, before we get to that, which I agree, but another major point is that they, the callback to the armpitting. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean... Which is... Which is pretty cool. He's very Rexplode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what's kind of funny? Because Rexplode says that in exact thing nine. in what we're about that, to go over in yep, Volume 9. You don't... Cool. I mean, in Invincible's universe, there aren't many people that can get themselves in, to places, but... In yeah. Marvel, that's like part of their superpower is their their they can travel their way of locomotion, their way of that's like, a good point. Like Spider Man's cool because he web slings. Iron like, Man has his his repulsors, repulsors and he can fly. And Thor has his Thor hammer. Flies. Like everyone has a way to get to Cap- places. Captain runs. <laughs> Cap just runs and jumps. Did you? I just watched the Honest trailer for Winter oh, Soldier. I didn't see it yet. Just for Winter oh. Soldier, so it's old, but it's really fucking funny. Um, yeah. So Invincible pretty much goes into his whole spiel about his life, and you should check me out in my own comic. And it's a lot of um, he's just what's the to... word, Ryan? Ex exposition. exposition. Yeah. Yes. Mm, yes. So then, he, then he's like, "What? Is, what? What's your name, Spider Man?" And he's like, "I don't get it. You're you have spider that is powers." Like the the running joke of this entire comic, yeah. is just basically making it's the fun reason of why this comic was made. Pretty much. Because I mean, panel... Kirkman even says it in the back. He's like, he, he just wanted to make fun of Spider-Man's name. Right. So. Uh, they team up, uh, team up to go get, to find and stop Doc yeah. Ock. Yep. Uh, and but then, they go to the Avengers Tower first, which is pretty exciting. But Spider-Man takes them to the uh They to go the to the tower just, just basically just to see if they've seen Doc Ock. Like mm-hmm. if they can track him or if they know where he is. Yep. So uh, Mark meets uh, Aunt May and Mary Jane. Which did you think was kind of weird? Didn't it feel... I was almost waiting for Mark to be like... To call her Eve or something. You look kind of familiar, but too early. Way, way too early on. uh... Um, Mary Jane's got a little butt on her. She's got a little butt. Look 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 how she's walking away, too. She knows. She knows. Yeah. 
you don't walk with your legs crossed that far unless you're trying to make the butt look like a butt. Mm-hmm. And look at Invincible like, yeah. He is. He's like, he damn, is, she's check, hot, bro. He's checking her out. So Mark makes fun of them saying like, so uh, is that is that really the Avengers? Just a older lady and a, and what does she call her? And a, and a super hot redhead? What are their powers? Um, he's like, oh, that's my aunt and my wife. And he's like, really? That's your wife? Mm-hmm. I do like how Spider-Man throughout this issue kind of messes up Invincible's name too. Yeah, he was kind, kind of making of like, fun of it. Yeah. Like you, he's like, um, "My name is funny. What's your name?" He's like Invincible, and he's like, "Yeah, I feel he, like you don't have a leg to stand on anymore." And he calls him invulnerable. Yeah. Um. So yeah, then he this says, is the best part of the comic right here. Yeah, he says right the here. Avengers are standing right behind you. So all of them are there. Iron so go Man, ahead and read it. Read it verbatim what Invincible says. Well, first it's there's Iron Man, Wolverine, Captain America, Thor. Uh, Spider Woman and mm-hmm. Luke Cage and Luke Cage, and he reads that's it. Spider Woman, Spider Woman. That's not Thor. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Who it's, is that? Um... Oh damn! Why can't I think of his name right now? It's Nova. No, 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 it's no, no. Thor. Oh, wait, that's not Nova. Nova's got the. It's helmet. Thor. No, it's not. You can keep going, but I'll tell you who it is. I can't. Think uh, of his name. He's and then he says, uh, "Don't say anything. Let me guess. Okay, using Spider Man as an in." In, dic- as a, I can't spell, I cannot, indication? cannot say it, as an indication of how you guys n- name yourselves. Let's see here. He says Sentry. Jeez, I couldn't think of his name. For yeah. Iron Man, he calls him Robot Man. For Wolverine, he calls him Claw Man. For Captain America, he calls him Flag Man. <laughs> for Sentry, he calls him Fabio Man because he, he looks like Thor. Uh, for Spider Woman, he calls her Batwoman because she's got like webs coming off her back and mm-hmm. it looks like wings uh and then for luke cage he calls her uh, calls uh, him a black man he black says man, you uh, can't do that nowadays black man? <laughs> yeah you could say black man yeah yeah you could you it, get away with that it's kind of funny but it's also not and then know. and then Sentry. uh spider-man's like man maybe my name does suck um, and, and, <laughs> and in classic Cory Walker fashion, as Luke Cage is walking out, you can see his tag coming out of yeah, his Yeah, I noticed that. Cory yeah. Walker loved drawing tags. So, all right, what else? Uh, Iron Man seemed very robot to me in this. I don't know why. Hmm. Didn't yeah. he? I mean, he only has a couple lines. Yeah. But that's absolutely, in my opinion, the highlight of the comic. Yeah. Is him, is Invincible standing in front of the Avengers and making fun of how stupid they are. Mm-hmm. All right, so they leave, uh, and a great scene here is um, as they're on their way out of Avengers Tower, Spider-Man tells Invincible to catch him, and as Spider-Man's falling, he creates a harness so that, out of webbing, so that Invincible can just carry him. Yeah, not armpit him. Exactly. Um. So while Doc Ock is, is doing, is like creating... Mayhem. Destruction, right? Mm-hmm. Hoping that with the amount of destruction that he's that he's causing that they'll both come so he can kill them both. I like this. Uh, the guy running has an Echo shirt. And it's a dolphin. And it's the dolphin. And from, so, like, Echo the dolphin. From Sega, right? Yeah, instead of it being Echo. Echo, Which yeah. is a rhino, with right? The, yeah, which is weird. I don't know. So, yeah, they go on to fight. And Doc Ock says, die. That's all I ask. Die. Yeah. Uh... He starts uh, attacking them. And I love how Invincible is just like, all right, I'm sick of this guy. And he just, because he's been holding back. Yeah. Uh, he just chops up all his uh, appendages. 
The arms. Arms, yeah, which I do like how uh, Invincible was calling him, like, a spider. Mm-hmm. Like, he kept referring to Doc Ock as a spider <laughs> instead of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And he stops him, and then the police come and arrest him. Yeah. And well, then... and do you remember wondering... Why there was web on his back? Like, was Spider-Man trying to fight him? Like, yeah. trying to stop him? But did actually... He, or did he, like, web... Like, right. throw him through it or something? Like, So, Invincible sense. flew through. And yeah. Spider-Man was like, wait, I can maybe help you. And then he tried to, like, go through the portal himself. Well, backing up, a portal just, like, appeared. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And then Invincible was like, oh, I'm gonna go now. Yeah, I'm just gonna try and get up, like... Flying head start. So, yeah. But yeah, uh, Spider-Man would have gone with him. And then the last page is him saying how stupid that would have been. He could have been stuck in that other dimension. Now I'm going to go home and watch a movie with my hot wife. Again, di- a Spider-Man dialed to like, you know, yeah. 11. <laughs> so yeah, Invincible story continues in Invincible issue 33. And Cory Walker should draw Spider-Man because... I his, like his Spider-Man. Yeah, a lot. his his poses and and his, his anatomy is mm-hmm. awesome. The web looks really fucking cool. Yeah, it does. I like his mask. I think it looks cool. Mm-hmm. So his yeah. eyes are consistent too. Like they're always kind of the same size. Do you notice? Mm. Like and and most Spider-Man, his he's very expressive with You're his right. eyes, and this one they never kind of change right. they, the shape. They're not expressive like they don't do the thing right they don't do the thing they're just the same scrolling size. through almost every yeah See? interesting mm-hmm. huh. i noticed that i noticed something tj he did <laughs> notice something <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right so that does it uh let us know what you thought of uh marvel team up 14 i would like to read all of kirkman's run of marvel team up i would also be interested i've heard his irredeemable ant-man is actually really good too i'd like to check that out <laughs> someday what what were the other team ups that he did it's, it's like it's, there's like they're each over one 20 shots. of them and they're all one shots I think. but are they with like different people like this like not I kind mean, of yeah are they with other people from the marvel universe like wolverine and rocket there, here's some and... covers so yeah there's hulk, hulk and iron man cap okay. and black widow punisher and nick fury moon knight spider-man yeah but Daredevil they they are all marvel though for the most part it is okay. so random like it really is like a sore thumb that invincible is in this Hmm. So, yeah. Iron Spider? Yeah, it looks like it. Wow. Weird. Weird to think that that was after uh, Iron Spider, after Civil War. All right. So, now we're going to go on to our uh, recap. We are doing Volume Volume 9 Trade Paperback. TJ, you have it under your iPad over there. Can I get that from you? Sure. Thanks. Uh, The first issue is the first issue that I owned. And the last issue in this one is the first issue that I owned. Oh, oh. So This is issue 42. So this trade is where we started reading Invincible monthly. Yes. I mean, obviously we we started at the beginning, but... Well, no, we read from the beginning, yeah. Yeah. But when we were getting issues monthly from the comic shop was this trade, like around this time. Mm. Yep. So it's very nostalgic for us to to read this era of this like of this era of Invincible. So issue forty two, uh, the cover actually it's not going to show it here, but the original cover had like a note like a sign on it that said like great jumping on point or something like that. Oh yeah. Issue forty two was pretty much a recap of the entire series up until this point. 
Yeah, nothing really notable happened. Yeah. Like, it was just very much, here's all the characters that are important and right now. And it's him just, like, talking about mm-hmm. everything. I want to see that what that, down. I want to see what it said on the cover, because I remember that. And did it have anything else in it? Didn't it have, oh yeah, it only, only, only one. Only $1.99. Nine, only $1.99. And shit. Oh. Um, where else? There it is. Oh, oh there's yeah. a lot on it. New, new, new reader friendly, it says. Don't miss out a, a second time. A second time. Includes a comprehensive... Oh, that's a... Comprehensive recap of the entire series. Exactly. And then, so yeah, this issue... Where is the... Is it at the end? Because I noticed this issue was shorter. Yeah. Yep. So after this issue, there is Invincible, the story so far, written by David Campbell. And there is several pages recapping everything up to this point. But do you really think that... that Issue 42, the cover uh, of it... Like everything. <laughs> ...was very enticing to someone who's never read an Invincible comic book before? Just, 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 just a plain superhero? It's just Invincible sitting on the cover. And then with someone saying, please read me, even yeah. if you haven't read me before. I think that's the point. Yeah, I think, it's supposed I, to be like, here's a cool-looking superhero with a bunch of words and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I think it is. I think it is because it's, it's a superhero you don't know. Um, and... In this day and age in comics, like issue 42, no one's going to pick up an issue 42. Regardless so, what the cover looks like. Yeah, but think of all the other Invincible issues with crazy covers. Those are the ones that people are Ryan, grabbing for covers. Ryan, if I'm telling you, like, Batman is awesome right now, you're not going to read uh, that's 75 what happened, issues. That's what happened before the wedding. Before you know I mean? the, the yeah. wedding, I was like, fuck, I want to read this. But if a, but... Bat, if a Batman comic sh- shows up and it says, like, new reader friendly, like, catch up and, and uh, recap, you, you'd probably pick it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or most... The thing People that the that thing that bothered that that's always bothered me with that kind of thing Tell is me. that the that issue might be new reader friendly, yeah. But every issue after that is not, and that's how like Batman was. You're like, what the they, fuck? But is in the later one, on they right go now? in like to comprehensive detail of. But the point what of happened. this one is, at the end of it, mm-hmm. you read several pages, it, yeah. and you could keep going. Yeah. And maybe if you like it, you'll eventually get those back issues and read it. You Which you anything. absolutely would if you. Yeah. yeah. No, no one would think. just be like not gonna ever, not gonna read what happened. So many before. people though probably wouldn't. We don't like those people. We like we like you. If we you don't, if you don't, don't like do, you. we do. If no. you didn't read issues one Remember through forty one, I feel like doing this we podcast. Like we've talked to somebody at least more than probably more than once that said. I remember there was someone that started reading it with the end of all things yeah. part one. And then went back. And then went back. And then went back. We, yeah, we but talked you, to that but he went, That's what I mean. Yeah, but he went back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were saying you don't like people who just... Who don't, I don't go back. I, who, so, who, if who someone who back. started with issue 42 and read all the way to 144 and never, never went, went back, back to want to read 1 to 41, we don't like you. But that person doesn't exist. Yeah. All right, so this issue in this volume starts with Mark on the moon. Chilling, hanging out. He's uh, kind of keeping an eye out in case uh, something goes wrong with these astronauts. Oh, question, and it was a uh, Question. Go ahead. Why has he got that thing on his face to breathe? Because he's there for a really long time. Otherwise, he holds you his think breath. he's there for the, that long? He's gone on, like, He doesn't know how long he's going to be there. Crazy far away. Yeah, and it's probably like, more comfortable. what was it, two weeks he went on that one trip? I, no, no, if no. I had he, the went, option... he went inside the ship for that, though. Okay, I can hold my breath no, for... He was, no, he didn't. Yeah, he did. He was accompanying somebody... The first time they went to Mars? Mars. Yeah. yeah. He was inside. That was a quick. That was a quick flight. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. But, but also they, but the next time, because remember he pulled out a sandwich and it turned to ice. Mm-hmm. But the other times he w- he went inside a ship, like when they went but to fight the sequids. Like, 
Telescria. I just think it's more comfortable. Yeah, but if you would rather breathe or hold your breath, what would you rather do? Oh, he sure, can. he Why can hold his breath, fucking... but... Right. Why not fucking breathe? Yeah. I like how these it's astronauts... the only time we ever see him in space in this entire comic. This is a very, um... He fights in the in the end war with, like, mm-hmm. on the sun. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker can't all need this to breathe. The, uh, these astronauts, this is one of those rare times where we, we don't really ever get anything like this. It's very, like, is it meta, where it's, they're talking about Invincible, and they're talking yeah. about the events. This is, they actually gave it a date. When was it? March? It's very power, power plexi. Yes. March 16th. I remember the tragic events of March 16th. So Mark and his dad fought on March enough, 16th. And they're talking about it again. And power plexi is the other time that it was, like, not Mark. Isn't March 16th also the, our anniversary? Of this yes, it was. That's yeah. right. I remember it was something weird. Yeah. You're right. That's so cool. Um, so yeah, the day that will live in infamy. Um, the the one female astronaut on the uh, project stands up for Mark because she was there on that Mars mission and he saved her. Uh, Cecil calls Mark away. He goes down to the city where Giant is destroying, uh, destroying the place. A place. He's just messing up the city. And Giant is being very, like... You, I, do, do we know this? He's demanding to be made president. to be made president of the United we States. We don't know it yet. Okay. But we find out later this issue. So the uh, Guardians of the Globe show up, and they tell Mark, hey, go back up to space. You're needed. And it's Mark basically bringing the shuttle back down to Earth. That's all. Uh, however, a little Otley Easter egg. The uh, letters on the ship. 3MTA3-U. Mm-hmm. It says "eat me" backwards. Yes, <laughs> it does. In a mirror, you back. It says "you eat me." Yeah. Wow, that's funny. If you held it up to a mirror. Hmm. Yeah, that's silly, Otley. What a silly goose. Yeah. Uh, so then, this is when Cecil tells Mark. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. It turns out uh, the that was just an eight-year-old boy. His grandmother accidentally opened a portal, making well, some kind of herbal remedy, remedy for their cat. And he's like, I swear I'm not making this up. <laughs> They're pulled into another dimension, and then the boy was enchanted by a sorcerer and turned into a monster. He became king of that empire and was sent back here. <laughs> was sent back by one of his enemies. He's so like, this, this happens more often than you think. Things so like funny. this happen more often than you think. Um, but yeah, then Mark goes out there and does like a press conference. Where, um, which is strange to think about, like looking of, yeah. back on. Yeah. Um, which I just noticed a uh, Easter egg. There's an Easter egg on this page. Bill, can you find it? TJ's looking. Who can on find an one? Easter egg on that page? On this whole page? Yep. He's doing a press conference for a bunch of reporters. Oh, it's uh, Clark Kent. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clark Kent. Wow, it's very Clark Kent. He's got the the curl the and curl, the tie, yeah. the glasses. Um, so yeah, it was cool. They actually asked him. Like, uh, is what you're doing, are you trying to atone for the sins of your father? And Mark actually gives, gives a great, you know, explanation and kind of justifies what he's doing and said he's doing it because he believes, you know, it's what's right, which kind of sounds like the end of the comic, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Viltrumite way? Yeah. Uh, well, the new Viltrumite way. And then later, uh, Mark is in his dorm room uh, and William walks in. Wearing glasses. And he's never worn them before, and he doesn't wear them ever after. <laughs> so I take that, though, as he just came from class. He only wears so, them yeah, for reading. So, yeah, he probably has reading glasses. Yeah. It's just funny to me that, like, if he's he... He's got his books in his hand. He's, he's got his backpack. If he never had those, yeah. we would have never questioned it. 
Um, I like him with glasses. He looks good. Yeah, he looks good. Um, let's see. Yeah, Mark's reading the books that his dad left him. Um, Mark's obviously going through some shit because he broke up with Amber recently. That happened last volume. Um, and Mark goes to do something. He wants to do something other than be berated by William. Octoboss is Which is fight Octoboss. Yeah. Which, another cr- almost cringeworthy part. What's that? That you wouldn't get away. What does Invincible say? Oh, yeah, I know. He says, yeah, yeah you sound totally... And then... The thing is, though, like, we, I think that's a testament to show, like, how far we've come. Like, yeah, it wasn't like Robert Kirkman, like, oh, didn't no. like gay people back then, you know what I mean? We all had that sense of humor. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're like, what, th- we're each 31 years old, 30, 31 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all had that same sense of humor when we were younger. But, I mean, yeah. it's just saying, a testament saying, to some, saying, It was just ignorance, that's gay. all it is. Yeah, yeah, it's ignorance. And we, we grew from it, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, there's things like that things in that, the past like, everywhere. And old like, movies, things oh, that wouldn't hold up are today. You, are you guys surprised that with later editions as they reprint these comics and hardcovers and collections that they don't change those that's a good point i I actually i feel like they kind of should i kind of do too because they're the only things that show a sign like it's one of those things that it doesn't change the comic you can rewrite those you know slurs or whatever you want to call them to mean something different yeah and it would still hold up I think they should. So I almost feel like with later like rent like um, reprints and stuff, they they just start to change it. It wouldn't be missed. I think I think the tone of some of the jokes are okay. This isn't this isn't. I don't think. Um, But when when William had the costume on and was like air punching and stuff in this volume. It's in this volume. Yes. Yeah, it's in this. It's later on. We actually get it in this one and that and. And he's like. Gay. Yeah, but the thing is, if if Mark showed up, and it's not in this one. It is in this one. No, no it's not. It was right yes, there. It is. It's no. actually coming up. I just up. read it. Yes. So it is. Trust us. So mm-hmm. if when so was William gay at that point? No. No, okay. that's the thing. No. That's a question that we like. Mm-hmm. I want to. I, would love I think that to was that was Kirkman's way of making it right. I. There's no. But there's no I, making it right. Yeah, but, <laughs> that's not true. But Kirkman that's not true. did not know that he was. I, I know you think what, he was. No, I don't. I don't think Kirkman did either. Okay, I thought you said you. But did. I think it'd be interesting. Like, I want to know if that played into Kirkman's mind yeah, when he decided. Definitely. When he that. decided that William was going to be gay, that he was going to write that character as gay. Yeah. Did he think to himself, "Well, shit, I've had Mark calling him gay this whole time." Like. Yeah. He called him gay that one time. Right? It's, it's been like four times. It's a running joke between the two of them. When so they're, when they're, when, he's, think, when he's picking him up and flying, he says gay. I think that if if these jokes were made after the fact that William was out as gay, I think that would be okay. Like I that mm-hmm. that kind of humor is fine. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. gay. Like I I would I would do that with a gay friend. You know what I mean? And yeah. I don't think that that would be. That's how that's how guys. Like act. it's almost like if the Invincible animated series came out and William was gay from the beginning and it was. They all knew it, it would be a fucking hilarious joke, and he would and he would do that in the series, and it'd be that, the same joke, and you'd think it would be okay. Think about if you saw that in like a movie right now or something like that, like someone calling. Yeah, it all. It's. His, it's I mean, it's, it's dependent it, on the relationship. Right. It happened in, in Scott Pilgrim. I feel so like I there was that kind know, of. I don't know if I agree with that. I, really? Because in yeah. Scott Pilgrim, his roommate is gay. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's and like it's a him. very yeah. openly like it's it's a very open He's relationship. He's not using it. There's a difference between using it as, as a derogatory slur. And derogatory slur. And but if but if if Scott Pilgrim's roommate did something like was like walking around, like I don't know, 
dressed up in something like that, I don't think he'd be like gay. Like, why? Why is that gay? Like, explain that to me. I mean, I understand you know where I mean? you're coming from. You're you're getting a little bit too like. But no, no, no. I'm being devil's advocate because that's society I now. I think it all depends. Yeah, yeah. that's rough. That's that is, like where society I, gets a little bit too like back off, bro. Because if if you have a gay friend and they, and they're part of that joke, Bill, if you were gay, I would joke with you like that, one hundred percent. But there are people out there. I know people that would that if you were gay and I said that to you and they were in the room, even though you wouldn't take offense to it, mm-hmm. they would. And that's that's the. You know, but you can't. You have to be respectful of everybody, not just the person you, you're talking to. You can't be respectful to everybody. This got no matter, really deep. No matter what. <laughs> no matter what. I mean, someone, someone out there is probably like really offended by by tentacles coming off of someone's face, and like, I mean, that's an extreme, no, stupid I, example. But I like, know what you're saying. It should only matter to the person that's being talk, spoken to. Some yeah. people, but some people will disagree but with that's, that. But that's like what it is to be a human being is to be opinionated and to have your own opinions and you have to be accepted uh, accepted to everybody. People say things that, that offend me, but I'm not going to be like, hey, I'm offended. Don't say stuff like that because I know they don't mean it like that. You know what right. I mean? It's just like a fucking word. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm not going because I was the first one to say, hey, yeah, this know. was inappropriate in this comic book. I'm not saying that. I think yep. in my opinion, I think... That there's times where it's fine to fucking joke around about anything. Otherwise, it's like comedians. The The thing that makes something funny is tragedy plus time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't make a joke about the Holocaust while the Holocaust is happening, but people fucking joke about it all the time right now, TJ. Yeah. And some people are still uh, You and I are not disagreeing. Yeah. We're not disagreeing at all. Yeah. Because I feel that everything that you're saying, I feel like people shouldn't take offense to certain things. Uh, I, I think society, society has kind of gone away with itself when it comes to that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. There are certain things like this that I can understand people getting taking offense mm-hmm. to it. So I think it goes specifically. We we were taught not to get not off topic, to be, not to be too like don't yeah. don't be so sensitive. We, but at the same time, there is a line to 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 explain where we come from though, because I feel like this is like a hot button topic always now. Is that we recently talked about how I was watching Four Year Old Virgin, mm. and I was like. Oh, cringing no. at that scene. At that scene when um, you know how I know you're gay. It was Paul Rudd and yeah. Seth Seth Rogen, right? And mm-hmm. he's like, you know, want to know how I know you're gay? And they went through all these things. And and as I was watching, I'm like, I feel it's not right. It's not right. Yeah, it is not appropriate. But I feel like if one of those two characters were gay, it would be and a little bit funnier. And if they had established and the they established that yeah. relationship with one another, it would have been okay. But again, yeah. like they're yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where we that's where we stand. So Mark goes home <laughs> <laughs> to his mom. Moving on. Uh, and uh, Debbie's outside. Uh, you know, Oliver misses him. He's uh, he's starting to grow up. Like, he's walking around. Like, last yeah, time we saw like, him, he was like he's, a he's, you know, toddler. He's like a preteen. Yeah. Uh, and he's playing catch with Oliver, and he throws the ball over his head, and Oliver's flying. Surprise. So he flies he, up and catches it. Uh, he says, this, I haven't told mom yet. I wanted to surprise you. And, he, and Mark says, mission accomplished. Wow. Did, the, the comic ends. Did the Thraxians, they, they did talk about their, their lifespan, how long they live. Yeah, it was right? like a, a couple weeks or something. A couple like weeks, right? Really so short. for every week that Oliver lives, because he has the mind of a Thraxian, right? He, he says that he knew, he, he, he remembers everything from the day that he was born. Like right. that's how, yes. how he is. So... Looking retrospectively, him every week that he ages is a lifetime in in us, right? So it's like almost he doesn't. No, he doesn't share that though. I, I, no, I disagree with I'm that. I'm saying that I feel I think like he has he a almost... normal human brain, yeah. but he's aging quicker. Right. He doesn't have. No, I disagree with that. He doesn't have 
Do you remember every he's moment also, from the he, time you were born? No, I think he has full recognition. He has full consciousness and full ability to remember everything. Yeah. But I don't think that, like, he has some super, like, D- multiple right. lifetimes worth of, like, knowledge I'm not within saying him. No, I'm not saying knowledge. That wouldn't make any sense. I'm saying maturity-wise. Like, yeah, okay. Like, so no, he, I, at the age of, like, when when he was um, Omniboy, I, right? And he would talk about like these very mature things like Mark this is stupid what you're doing this is what we should be doing yes, it's, yeah, it's very yeah, yeah. logical like he's he a very does logical sound very person. logical in this, right. this trade while he he like him being here he's still acting very childish and i feel like it's uncharacteristic i've, I've never really liked oh i like that though i that. think that i think the big thing with what how his aging works is he has been alive for i don't know i, I just guessing like 2 months at this point mm-hmm. but he has the knowledge of a like 13 year old or whatever it is okay but he but he also retains things ex- very easily yeah. so, he, so he's, so he's super he's, smart so he's probably like i don't know like a 20 year old brain I'm, I'm thinking it i'm thinking of it like very deeply you know what i mean like if if Thraxian's probably more age, deeply than we should be right a week it. i mean it, but it makes sense like you know what i mean you know you know no and, and the main thing with oliver is that he didn't have any connection to hum- humans at all like he's not at all human yeah and but I don't know, just like him, what caught me off guard was him riding a bike. Like, I don't think that Oliver would ride a bike. I think it's below him. Not, I, I mean, that's ironic. No, I but. know what you mean, but I disagree because I still think he's a kid. He still definitely sounds that's like a kid. That's what I don't think. Like I think that he would be a kid if he was an infant. You think it's conflicting to have uh, childish, like, urges or tendencies while still being super intelligent? Yeah, that's, I do. That's your... I do because a thing that makes you want to not play anymore and use your imagination is because you're smarter than that like you you physically can't have you pick up an action figure and play with Riker right now you would feel so stupid you couldn't do it but but Remy is like speaking her own language creating these own scenarios because she's a kid she's not smart like she's smart (laughs) but she's not like she's not smart put a 20 year old in Remy's body and she wouldn't be that way that's how Oliver is Oliver's a 20 year old I don't see him I don't see him playing with imaginary friends he's playing baseball and riding a bike those are things that I do and I'm a 37 year old man yeah but I ride a bike to like you know go somewhere and like I I guess I know what you're saying yeah all right so Debbie's mom Uh, Every two pages, we have to get into a deep intellectual conversation. This Debbie's mom sees them, sees him flying, uh, pulls them in the house, and gives them a very mom speech about how, like, this is a huge um, responsibility. Could, I like how she says, "Has your strength kicked in? You, we don't know yet. You can yeah, hurt me." Exactly. That's really cool. And well, then she, Mark she, is saying, "Well, it's not a big deal." And then she's like, "Well, you had your dot dot dot. You had your father." Yeah. And it was a kind of like a moment. The big thing here is that she's talking about school. Like you've got oh, school. Yeah. And Mark's just like, I could quit school. Like I'm not a fucking superhero. I'll and quit you know, school. And and while we're him. on the topic of school. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about the education system and student loans and debt. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, so, yeah, Mark says he's, you know, he wants to quit school. He he doesn't need to be there. He His grades are dropping. And, um, and oh, man, this moment where he kind of like. He tells her, he's like, I don't see why I can't quit. And she's like, you're not quitting. And he's like, then tell me why and I'll consider staying. Go on. And there's that panel of her just not saying anything. Mm-hmm. Was that Kirkman making a statement, you think? No. You don't think so? No. I, I think so. No, I think I it like makes it sense. It's, it's, why would he? Right. This is so, I forgot. He like, gets paid forgot by the why. government. 
like and yeah. is, and is reimbursed by Cecil. Why the before fuck? reading this, I forgot why he left school and like what that was like. Was it like a quick decision? It's a long decision. This whole mm-hmm. volume is him going back and forth on whether or not he's gonna stay in school, and he decides to stay in school in this. But then ultimately, it doesn't. He has mm-hmm. to leave. Like it's so good. We get uh, Rex Blode. The bullet hole in his head. Yeah, and <laughs> he's, he's got, got, a got shaved head and everything. And like he He's got his robot way hand. Oh, different. that's weird that it's Rex Blode. Yeah, and it's he like does a, have the bullet scar on his head. Look and at it's, uh, it's a uh, um, um, an upgraded version of his hand thing, mm-hmm. which is cool. He can now fire projectiles. Well, not just his hand thing. It's an upgraded version of his hand. Like, it can, it can, it shoots out mm-hmm. charged, you know, rather than... So, it's got more range than throwing things. Uh, Rex drops... Uh, he, he, he basically tells Eve that Mark broke up with Amber. And that's what we get from that issue. Um, we then see uh, Cecil talking with uh, um, Immortal, who's still struggling with Duplicate's death. Uh, Immortal goes up into space because somebody's entered the atmosphere. And it's Alan! Yep. Um... Debbie uh, is talking to Mark. She said that, you know, she starts talking about, like, school again and, you know, you really want to quit. Like, I didn't realize you were actually failing your classes, but then Mark has to go up into space, too. So, up in space, Alan and um, Immortal fight, uh, and we get more clarification with how communication works in space. Uh, Alan has the implant that allows him to speak one way with people which is cool when that is cool invincible shows up and he's like immortal stop i know this guy blah 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 uh alan's like no no it only works one way you guys can't hear each other Mm. so that was kind of neat um so yeah they fight a little while um invincible breaks it up um i love how when Right after, Alan's like, oh, he can't hear you. And Mark's like, really? Alan's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, this guy is not strong at all. You will kill him. You'll just (laughs) rip him apart. He's a total jerk. He's been through a lot, so cut him some slack. (laughs) I love that. He's like, oh, no. Okay, good. Yeah, this guy sucks. Like, um, yeah. So they leave Immortal. They fly down to Mark's apartment. Um, Which I I remember us talking about when we when we read this or when we were doing some recap character some recap point. yeah like seeing alan's like sitting on a bed like it's so in, funny in a dorm it's just very funny yeah like the whole thing mm-hmm. and like mark even says you're beefier you know what that reminded me of that's what it reminded me of when tj didn't you uh uh you recently saw otley at a convention and you're like he you texted me and bill and you're like otley got beefier or something you said he, something like he got, that he bulked think, up or something i think you said it, i said i said he got ripped or something like or, yeah 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 uh something like that i don't know like he's he he bulked up yeah 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 so alan tells mark how like whatever whatever could kill him will just make him stronger now basically um and he says that thaddeus has sent for Mark, and they want him to come to the Coalition. And Mark freaks out. He's like, no, I'm not going to space again. Space sucks. I've been there so much recently, I'm not going. No, no, no. And then he's like, and he's like, I'm sorry, Alan, but I'd fight you before I let you take me. You're not going to make me fight you, are you? So then William walks in, screams, and runs out the door. 
Because <laughs> he's, he's a weird fucking alien. Yep. Mark's like, don't worry about him. He'll be fine, I think. Um. So uh, he, he he then spends a, a chunk of time explaining what happened, like because Alan's like, wait, you have a brother now, and um, so they he he fills Alan in on everything that's been going on. He talks about how um, he ran into his dad on on Thraxa and how they took him to be executed, and how he's been reading all of his books. And Alan scans the books and says that you know you'll be hearing from us again soon and leaves. So yeah, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and then there's we get Immortal who's talking about like er, well I think earlier he was talking about because he uh, almost killed Alan in that fight and he said he was like he was out of control he's feeling bad now because he's not acting like himself he would have just killed Alan he's he's you know it was a blind rage and so he he basically says he's gonna quit he's taking he's a leave of quitting absence. the gar- Guardians of the Globe. You said you can call it a leave of absence, but I'll probably never come back. Mm-hmm. Or I'll probably never lead the Guardians again, is what he says. Mm. And then... Um, and then Cecil says, uh, get Robot on the phone, tell him his uh, old job just opened up. Yep. And then... Uh, One of is... the greatest pages in Invincible history. You think so? Yeah. Uh, Mark and William are in the dorm room. Mark's reading. There's a knock at the door. William goes to get it. William says, I think it's for you. Eve says, hey, Mark, I hear you're single now, huh? So, are we dating or what? One of the greatest pages in Invincible history? (laughs) I feel like like one of the, the... One thing that you that everybody loves, no matter what, is like relationships in, I agree. in, in TV shows I like and this. stuff like the. Is it gonna happen? But Isn't I, it gonna happen? Also, it feels so weird. Like it feels so out of character. Hey, no, it so doesn't. Are, so are we dating or what? Like that's, that's who Eve. Says that? Eve does. Eve is no bullshit. She's very open and honest about everything. She's not your typical fucking Amber. Like, tee take me out on a fucking date. She's like, we like each other. We're I kind of disagree because okay, you kind of disagree. Yes, and here's why. Issue forty four now. Um, I'll tell you why I and this on the cover. Okay, and it's on the cover. So you agree with me then, is what you're saying? But there's a Thank reason you. why. I don't so think it's on Eve the explains, and I love this because Eve goes on to say that she's, you know, this has been a long time coming for me. When we we first met, I was with Rex. I liked you, but I didn't think anything of it. Then Rex did what he did, and then you were there for me. You were such a good friend, but then you were with Amber, and so I've always kind of like. And she was with William just to get close to Mark, and, um. And then uh, she hoped that he would come to Africa alone, but she didn't. She even says, I missed you so much. I invited you to come to Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And she says that, like, so that's why it feels out of character. She has been, like, we've talked about it. She has been harboring, harboring these feelings for a long time. She doesn't go out and say this. She's been waiting, like, patiently. She didn't just make a move on Mark. She didn't just say, hey, I know you're dating Amber, but you should be with me. Like... The reason She's why not. it's not out of character is because like you're dating you're dating a girl, okay? Mm-hmm. Then you fly to fucking Africa to meet this other girl that's kind of you've had like, you know, by yourself and that you've kind of like 
you know, you know you have feelings for each other, right? And then that that trip ends in a long kiss when you have a girlfriend, and then immediately, trip, but yes, and then immediately after that, but that's the last time that they yeah that they saw each other. Immediately after that, the girl finds out that you broke up with your girlfriend. You're gonna think he broke up with his girlfriend for me. I forgot so about the kiss. You're exactly. Right. No, the kiss that's makes why a it's difference. Not, that's not why it's out of character. Because she walks in and she's like, last time I saw you, we fucking kissed. And then immediately after that kiss, that kiss, you broke up with your girlfriend. So what's going on here? Are we dating now? Yeah. I agree with that. But to go from like, it's just, I don't know, maybe it's the way she's like posing. Like, hey, so are we dating or what? And then to go on this she like She has like long... a Boston accent. Yeah. Yeah, with Zayden or what? Like yeah, what's exactly. going on? And then yeah, she... <laughs> with, like, with like long fingernails yes. and stuff. Yeah. And then she goes into this like really good, like well-written, heartfelt, like emotional scene about how she's been waiting and how she actually feels like... I think she had a moment of... It felt a little she, off. She had like, a moment... she drove to their apartment. She had a moment of... <laughs> want to fight about it? <laughs> she should bang up. Why did I fight about it? She had a moment of like like weird odd confidence and then yeah. all of a sudden she was like oh fuck yeah okay i just I said that, that. And i like that, that because even mark was like he was like look at you where's that name brand adam you've confidence i've never seen you like this like yeah after she's like is this gonna work us you know what i mean yeah so even he notices like the original her barging in the door kicking it in and being like you and me are are man and woman <laughs> but yeah and this is when mark says um he confesses that uh, he knew that she loved him because the alternate dimension future version told her. And she asks him, um, did you did you feel that way about me before? Or are you only feeling this way because you feel sorry, feel sorry for me? And then Mark says... I was a fucking idiot. I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, and I love that panel of, e- of just Eve's face. Like it's that shows so it's, much. Yeah. Oh. And then she walks out. God, Mark. How could you say that to Eve? She's Mark. smoking. I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I've been in love with you since before I and knew then, who you <laughs> even were. William walks in with Burger Mart and is like, he said that he saw Eve crying in the hallway. And it's like, fuck, like poor Mark. What the fuck is he wearing? William? Yeah. No, his shirt? <laughs> yeah, what the hell? On the back of his shirt, it's a naked woman riding like, like, it might not uh, be like a, a bird thing. It might not be a woman. It's just, we just see some some naked person from behind riding like a pterodactyl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I'd expect William to be wearing. <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, Debbie uh, leaves the house. She leaves with... Um, uh, April, she's going to watch uh, Oliver. She has to go do something. This is a moment that I, I always forgot about. Mark is actually in his class um, for whatever class it is. and um, Professor says, tells him he's never there. You you pretty much already failed this class. So there's did, no point he, you, you did. Coming, you coming. He said you've already failed. Yeah, you've already failed. There's no point in you ever coming back. And he said, yeah. okay, thanks. So, and like, Mark is out. actually still trying. And he's like, don't even try anymore. Mm-hmm. So Mark leaves. I've had nightmares about that. And that sucks. Where you go to school and you don't know what class you're in. And they're like, oh, all these homework assignments. And you're like, I've done nothing. You've I, never had that dream before? I don't know if I've had that dream. Oh, man, it's terrible. Oh, shit. I was going to tell you this, Bill. A uh, little bit of a side tangent here. I don't think we talked about this on the podcast. But deja vu. So it was like yesterday or two days ago was the first time I experienced deja vu since our conversation. About deja vu? Yes. And did it feel so, less awesome? So, so it felt worse. <laughs> 
So for those of you that don't know, which is nobody. Yeah, I don't think we. Well, we didn't talk about this on the podcast, did we? No, did was an Oblivion song. Talk about it. Anyways, maybe it was Oblivion song podcast. Bill, check out Oblivion song podcast. Bill brought up the fact that like, I don't know if it was a a recent article or something Mm -hmm. that clarified what people believe deja vu to be, and it is when there's a what would you call like a lapse in it's a when your memory jumps. It's a vitamin deficiency. That makes your synapses in your brain fire slower. So what you're actually seeing isn't being processed processed by your brain until like a split millisecond later. So it looks like you're seeing something twice. Yes. Giving you deja vu. Yes. Right. So now that I've no- now that I'm aware of that, I had deja vu a couple days ago, and as it happened, like the second it started to happen, my brain was like, "This is it. It's happening." <laughs> You were, like, self-aware? Yes, yes. And then, the worst part, it kept happening. It happened for, like, a second past that. Were and I'm like, like no, I need I'll some scroll- vitamin D. <laughs> <laughs> I, was scrolling, I was scrolling on, like, Twitter or something, and I'm like, I know what's coming up. <laughs> but it's because there's a connection Your issue. brain wasn't registering yes. it fast enough. And yeah. it made me angry. I was like, I know what's happening, but I can't help it. I'm still seeing the future. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man so marks with debbie this volume nine recap is taking way longer than it's ever taken before so marks with debbie and she sits him down because she had to explain to him that she's actually seeing someone so this is where she um reveals that she's dating paul and um mark she was nervous about telling mark that he would be upset or she wasn't sure how he would react and mark explains he's like oh i'm happy if you're happy i'm happy and then someone next to him says, come with me now. And you, Come well, with me now. <laughs> come with me now. Um, and Mark looks over, and it's Anissa. Who's Anissa? looking thick, man. Yep. Mm. It's different because she had she later has long hair, right? Mm, longer. Yeah, I think so. It's yeah. just the, the short hair is throwing me off. Mm-hmm. Like, really short hair. It's, like, shorter than Mark's. I prefer it. Do she you? Might? Yeah. I don't. I prefer it short. Yo, she's looking good right there, bro. Look at those uh, calves, man. Whew. She does have some calves. Uh, she says, come with me right now or I kill your mother. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> She's looking good. Come with me or I'll kill your mother. Um, she says, I am Nyssa, agent of the Viltrum Empire. Um, Mark says, I'll meet you two miles up in one minute. So he leaves... She he goes up there and she's immediately like, I want to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little outside of myself right there. Typical, typical threaten to take it back. Crush your mother's skull. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't mean to threaten her. It was thought it was the only way I could get you alone. Um, for that, I apologize. And she says, "What steps have you taken to prepare this uh, planet for eventual takeover?" And he's like, "None." She's like, "I'm not here to fight you. You'd already be dead if I were." Um, and she's just basically saying, I'm, I'm just here to make sure you're doing what you're doing. Uh, are you, and she goes on to explain how <clears throat> your perception of the Viltrum empire is probably wrong. And we would make this a peaceful planet. We would like live in harmony forever. We would use up the, res- and Mark's like, well, what happens then? She says we would use up the resources and then it would be dead and that'd be it. And she's like, you're going that way anyways. Human race, your your kind are leading in that direction anyway. So nothing would be different. Would be different. We'd only be making this better. Mark doesn't believe her. Um, 
and CISO actually interrupts and says that we've got a job for you, see if she'll help. So they go and there's a giant monster in this crazy two-page spread uh, attacking a cruise ship. And uh, Mark's like, don't hurt anybody. And she's like, okay, the monster I can hurt though, right? And he's like, yeah, sure. <clears throat> and she just flies through the monster's head. It's a really cool shot because uh -huh. she's like tiny. Um, she comes back to Mark. She's covered in blood. And uh, then they help push the cruise ship to a shoreline. Um, so, yeah. Um, Question. Yeah. They're in the air. Mm -hmm. Cecil says, I hate to interrupt this thrilling conversation, which we're recording, but... Uh, I've got a big job for you. See if she'll let you break away. See how friendly she really wants to appear. Yeah. Do you have a question? I did. <laughs> Do you think Cecil staged the monster fucking thing to with the thing in the other one? In the place? No way. No. no. I, well, no, I was no, just no, trying I to think. I don't know. Ah, never mind. So, yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Mark, she she asks Mark again. Don't you think that this would be easier um, if you let us take over? And Mark says he's still not convinced. She says, "I'm sorry to hear that," and punches him. Punches him right in the noggin. This wasn't a negotiation. A negotiation. Negotiation. Negosh. Forty-five. All right. This is some action. I forget about this. Oh, Wait. Yeah. You know what? Hmm. Can can we talk about the covers of of these? Because going back. So, two issues ago, um, Alan and uh, Immortal, fighting, Immortal on the fighting Upside Down on the Moon. Yeah. Love that cover. It is a really cool cover. Love that cover. And the the the, the most recent one with Anessa on the, on the cover is just, like, simple but awesome. It like, the, color, the pink in the background, like, are all bloody and shit. That is a That's cover of a comic say. that, if you saw on the shelf, I feel like people yeah. would get that. Yeah. So and this one's all. cool. Anissa fighting Alan. So, she beats the shit out of mark uh and i feel like we've referenced this in the past but her kind of straddling him in a crater exactly is saying don't move i'm stronger than you i don't think it was intentional foreshadowing but it was you don't think it was no i when think it they was convenient foreshadowing oh, yes when he went back to it that's yes. not foreshadowing though it's it's a oh, right, reference right, right, it's right. a when yeah, he, yeah yeah um and she says, I told you what a nasty temper Vulchamites have. You piss me off. Things will get nasty. Yeah, they will. <laughs> she says, you got anything to say? Mark says, thanks. I think you cracked my back. It feels much better now. And she says, you have no idea how much danger you're in. And she basically tells him that <clears throat> we're going to replace you. We just can't replace you right now. Mm. In time, a replacement will come. It could be five months. Conquest. It could be five years. It's conquest, TJ. And she leaves him. So she returns to her ship where we see General Craig for the first time. I think. No, wait. We actually saw him. We saw him. We at, saw him at uh, the Fraxia. fucking thingy. Yep. yep. Um, she says that it's only a matter of time before we bring him to our side. Mark goes back to his mom. Brings her home. Is your tummy okay? My tum tum feels great. Thank I, you. I heard a little noise. You did? Hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All so right. this Alan, is one of our, uh, our weirder uh, podcasts, I think. This is one of our so weirder ones. Weirder episodes. You can tell us that we're like in that in that nice <laughs> lull without Invincible News. Mm -hmm. Getting to that point, we're getting a little crazy. Uh, Alan's just kind of flying through space. The Viltrumite ship flies past. He's like, oh, 
crap, hopefully they didn't notice. And then they stop. He's like, crap, they noticed. And Nessa flies down. She basically mentions the fact that you'll be put in prison. He remembers Mark telling him that Nolan's in prison. He lets her knock him out and smirks as she brings him back to the uh, to the ship. Pretending that he's knocked out. Yep. <clears throat> Mark is still reading. He f- gets pissed off because he's just wasting his time. Um, and he goes out flying. I like this page with his arms out like that. I don't know. I don't think I'm it reminds cool. me of um, young, young invincible boy. You know his son, Marky. Hmm. Yeah, just like yeah. the colors, the night, like just him going out and flying. Reminds like, me of Superman Returns. Yeah, five years or five months. I'm gonna need to start working out more. Mm-hmm. He says to himself. We see. Um, so this issue ends with Debbie on a date with. Uh, what's his name? Roy? No, Paul. With Paul. And she says that the thing that upsets me the most about her husband is that he never really loved her in the first place. And juxtaposed... Juxtaposition? Juxtaposed. Yeah, juxtaposed with Mm. the last page, which is Nolan in the prison talking to an alien. And he says that what's troubling him is that he thinks he misses his wife. I remember when we did the new reader, Brittany, Brittany and... Brittany loved... No. Brittany she, I remember she hated reacted. This, or really? it was Eve. Or, I'm sorry, Eve. I think it was Liz. Liz was... I, I could picture her saying, I think I miss my wife. She was so... <laughs> yes, that's, that's exactly what happened. She was so mad at this moment. Because they hated him. They hated him well, for I so mean, long. I understand why they would. You know what I mean? Because they're women mm-hmm. and... And if they were in Debbie's position and, and hurt like that, it's different. We're, we we associate with Nolan in a way like we want a redemptive story here. You know what I mean? I guess. I mean, anyone and, who at this point only like Debbie should hate him. Uh, if the people of Earth mm-hmm. should hate him. He was Right, but we've seen him on Eve Liz is like Debbie's best friend where he's like, you better not take him back. <laughs> and Eve comes in like, we date now? What? <laughs> Do you want to fight about it? <laughs> Big whoop on the fight about it. All right, issue 46. Cover. This cover is sweet. Love this cover. I love the the fucking uh, like balls looking, that he's shooting out of his arm. I like looking at it upside down. Look at Rex. He's such a we're buddy. All, we're flipping. Oh, he is. Look, he's smiling. He's such a buddy. Yeah, that's pretty cool. He's like this web shooter that shoots exploding balls is awesome. Because mm-hmm. he's, he's shooting it like Spider-Man would out of his wrist. Uh, all right, starts with Immortal walking into his cabin in the woods, and there's Duplicate. She talks about how it took her a long time. So this was kind of cool. And never really made this connection, because later she talks to uh, Multipole, and she hid her zero. So both Multipole and Duplicate have hidden their zeros mm-hmm. somewhere far away so they're safe. Because she even says... Um, uh, I had a close call. Uh, oh, yeah, right here. It took me a long time to get out of my sanctuary. So I like to think that her zero is like in the middle of a labyrinth. And then when she duplicates, her one would be standing right next to her zero. And that her one would have to get out. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. Like this clearly still is not the original. That's know? not. That's yeah. not the zero. Yeah. I remember reading this the first time and for some reason thinking that's the zero. No, it says one. It says right one. Under, yeah. I know, I know, but like, yeah. So that zero is still somewhere. Mm-hmm. Meaning 
she will never die, pretty much. Well, Unless somebody breaks old, into those things. And, and old, old age. age. Yeah, yeah, we don't know if she necessarily... It's also weird to think that, like, Immortal isn't with the original her ever. Yeah, that is interesting. She's just living, like, a normal life in secret somewhere. Like, oh, like, do you think she has any kind of ties to their emotions or anything? We've talked about this, yeah, how they don't share consciousness. She, no, and we she, don't says, think... she says they do all share the same consciousness. Oh, really? Yeah. Where? Later. Okay. I think. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, no. Right here. Like that, 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 right before that sentence. All my copies share the same consciousness, all part of the same person. It's hard to explain. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I also like seeing all the little uh, knickknacks towards... Uh, that Immortal has collected. We got his original costume. We got the A-blinking hat. And just about all the little things that were in the background of his origin story are there. Pretty cool. Uh, then Mark is working out. The scientists built him a device to allow him to to work out, push like magnetic fields against each other. Um, cool scene. I like that. Um, he runs into Rexplode. This, by the way, TJ, this is my favorite Rexplode issue. Yep. It is so fun. All their it conversation, is. everything about it is so cool. Um, I like the way Rex looks in this issue. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but uh, he's talking and uh, Cecil says, hey, we've got a, a situation that we can use you for. And Rex is like, is it something big? You need me to tag along? And Mark's like... like look at each other like, uh, uh, what are you going to do? And it, Rex is like, you can at least pretend. <laughs> Mark's like, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, We could finish our talk along the way. Because they were talking about girls. Like, yeah. they were talking about dating. And... Yeah, because Rex was the one that told Adam Eve that Mark broke up with his girlfriend. Yeah. and, and Broke up with Amanda. And Mark said that he was, he was he's not dating Eve right now. He kind of screwed it up. Like, he's... Uh, he's like, and... if I could get back with Eve right now, I would do it in a heartbeat. He's like, I thought I was doing you a favor by telling her yeah. that you broke up with your girlfriend because you clearly have something for her. And Mark was like, no, I like her as a friend. Yeah. And then we've got Mark armpitting... Rex on the way out of the Pentagon. Which is armpitting, quote-unquote armpitting, was the same thing that uh, Spider-Man said Yep. in the Marvel um, team I, I think, doesn't Titan see that too? Mm-hmm. Like, the first time? I think they called it armpitting then too. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just a Kirkman thing that he's used a few times. So the first time we see Dropkick and Fightmaster, they're still in the Declaration of Independence. Do we know that they're time travelers yet? Yeah. Yeah, they say something about the time period and how it, you know, we need this. Hopefully, this will fix the timeline. They say stuff like that. So, Mark and um, Rex are fighting these guys, and like they're casually still talking about like girls and dating. Like Mark's like, so how long did you guys date? This is kind of weird talking to you about this. Rex is like three years almost. We were crime fighting partners for a little bit before we dated. Uh, trust me, she hates me now. Like utterly and completely blew it. And then, like, Rex knocks his guy out, and then they're still talking, and he's like, by the way, mine's down. Uh, whatever happened to I don't need Rex's help. Mark explains that he would kill him. He has to hold back. Um, good scene. And then uh, Multipaul Out of nowhere. Tackles like Rex. A, like a flying bike. Mm-hmm. And we actually see a a multiply happen. I was going to say a duplicate, but yeah, that's duplicate. It's always like so. a spark. Yeah. Interesting. That's gonna. That's one of those things that I'm really curious to see how they show in the animated series. Like seeing that in motion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's getting completely overwhelmed. He multipaws freaking out on him for killing. Uh, duplicate his duplicate. sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love how. Rex and Rex is, is like, dude, like, what are you talking about? And he's like, 
She's like, I don't even know who he, like, she never talked about you. She never even told me you were such a total asshole. So funny. I love Rex in this one. I love his shit. Like, I'm shooting that shit out of his fucking... Wrist. Wrist, yeah. So he gets, they, he gets, oh, the, the time travelers stick. jump on their, oh, yeah. their they time escape. travel device. They escape. They failed their mission. We will oh, see Mark them again. Rex did. Uh, they're getting completely overwhelmed. Mark is telling, um, uh, I'm sorry, Rex is telling Mark, like, hey, you have to kill them. It's okay. They're, we're, I'm going to suffocate. As long as you leave one, survive, one surviving, yeah, then they'll he'll be fine. be fine. And he's like, no, it still feels wrong. And then he, he starts to get fucked up. And then, then Mark was like, fine. And, like, I love this page. I love this page. Rex, like, down there, like, freaking out. And all the multipoles, like, there's one in half on the top. There's a Look head flying. Look at this flying. guy's face. Look at that guy's, that guy right there. Oh, um, I know. His I, face is just destroyed. I love, this is my favorite page of the, of this, um. Trade? Trade, yeah. yeah this cool. is such a cool page. Full splash page. They keep getting overwhelmed, though. They're beating the shit out of uh, Rex. He's all bloodied. His goggles are coming off. And somebody yells, stop it. And it's Duplicate with Immortal showing up. Um. And I like how Mark's like, she's alive. Rex is like, new costume. Nice. Well, he's all broken and bloody. Mm-hmm. Um, she talks Multipole down. Um, Mark knocks him out. And um, Mark is like, yeah, he's totally going to jail. Uh, then this issue ends with uh, Nolan fighting um, in like a danger room training facility on the Viltrumite ship. And... General Craig says that you are, um, you know, you have passed. You are now up to full strength because they won't uh, execute a Viltrumite unless they're at full strength and that he's ready to be put to death. Last issue in our recap. This was a long one. I feel like, is it We're, normally, is there, are there all six issues? There are all six issues, yeah. We're just talking I a lot. I need to hurry up and plug in my computer. One second. Oh, shit. He's about to die. Go hurry. Ahead, so this cover, the lighting looks different. Now, is it the same colorist that's been on the covers of, or, or did the colorist change? Uh, I don't know. Who's, who's the who's the colorist? Because it looks like um, who's yes, the one it that does look like the colorist changed? Th- didn't it? Let me see. Where's no Crabtree throughout the whole thing? This isn't the beginning of FCO, is it? It looked, no, but it looks like FCO, doesn't it? But Bill Crabtree did the entire thing. Huh. I think maybe because it's supposed to be glowing from the magma guy. Yeah, this cover has always stood out to me. Not because just because it was the first issue I ever bought singly, but because like the the shading on Mark, like mm-hmm. the colors, it's it does look completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does. So this one starts with um, Nolan just having the the shit kicked out of him from what's his name, General Craig. Craig. Mm-hmm. I think I love. And then he meets uh, Alan again. Oh, it does happen in this one. Sorry, guys, I'm getting ahead of myself. He sees Alan again, who is uh, obviously also on the ship, being ca- um, having been captured. And he can telecommunicate with him, and he says that, you know, we'll talk later. Um, and then there's Master Lu, who projects into the dragon. Mm-hmm. He says that he demands that uh, Multipaw be set free. This is a whole uh, deal that we have within the Order, the, that group of villains that you, that we learn a whole lot more about in Invincible Universe. Um, and he says they have a deal where if somebody on your in your territory is put in jail, you have to set them free, and you know, vice versa, whatnot. 
So that was kind of cool, just to check back in with Isotope and Titan. Now, didn't we learn more about that character and his uh, his yeah, his... and how his projection works? Yeah, yeah. And isn't he like trying to keep it at bay or yeah, so? Like he's, he's not a bad guy. Like he's actually kind of no, a good he's guy. a bad guy, but he's containing the dragon that right. will just destroy the world. Right. And he has to contain it. If he dies, it'll be unleashed. And he has to keep replacing parts of himself so yeah, he can live. So he can live longer, longer to yeah. contain it longer. Yeah. And then we get uh, the scene that we were talking about earlier, yeah, where it's close ups and you think it's invincible, and he's he's punching and he says "Haya, take so that" funny. into the air, and then you actually see Mark open up the door, and it's not invincible. It's um, uh, William who is not wearing pants, and he's not wearing <laughs> pants, and he's in, in the invincible costume minus the pants. He's like, I, he, the pants didn't fit, and he said there weren't slots for a belt. Uh, yeah. Then there's, uh, we see James and, what is the other guy's name? It's Tether Tyrant and Magmaniac. Yep. But he always calls him James Magmaniac. Um, and they're like living kind of down and out. And they're, they're kind of starting to get a little frustrated with it and not having the money and not being able to afford anything. And, uh... Then there's a robot trying to get Amber to... Amber? Amanda. Jeez. Amanda. So many names. <clears throat> uh, Rudy is trying to get Amanda to use uh, uh, a robot monster, basically. Trying to get her to fight the same way he does. That um, was his first, This is like, his first attempt. To, yeah. Yeah. And she's just having a really hard time with it because she just, she's, just doesn't feel as smart as him, that she can't control it. Um, and be quick enough with it. Um, then uh, Magmaniac and Tether Tyrant get into a fight about not being able to afford groceries anymore, and they're sick of this, so they decide that they're going to turn to a life of crime again. Um, Mark asks Debbie to wash his costume twice, and him and uh, <clears throat> and then I love this. Oliver comes up to him and he says, "Can I talk to you about my father?" Mother Debbie doesn't like when I talk about him. And then in, in, a, in a way, in something that I don't think we've ever really gotten since or before, there's a whole dialogue that happens in, you know, speech blocks while another scene is going on. It's very cinematic. Mm -hmm. Like you hear them talking over the events of Magmaniac and Tether Tyrant robbing an armored car. And it's um, Oliver talking about how he has complete memory uh, the whole time and he, he's heard of all the things and researched and knows of all about what Nolan did. But and how the thing people that see he's, him. Yeah, but the thing that he struggles with is that he has to be either good or bad. Like well, the reason saying, why he struggles with it, too, is because he knows, he, him. He knows his father. And he knew uh, his father raised him, you know, or well, not raised him, but was, you know, when he was a baby, he has full recollection of of his father on uh, Telescria. Yeah. Not not Thraxa. Thraxa. Um, and he was a good person there. So he's like, well, I'm, I'm missing something. So Either he's he a good, good person or he's yeah. a bad person. It's, it's it's one or the other. Yeah. It can't be both. And I like how in the speech box, you see Mark say, or hear Mark say, or whatever, hold on, I'm being called away. Let's talk about this later. And then you see <clears throat> Mark showing up. Oliver follows. And together they fight Magmaniac and Tether Tyrant. But this is the first time like Oliver's in the field. He really mm -hmm. shouldn't be there. He's not trained. Uh, and Invincible is getting like really kind of like pissed off at him and says he's like he's kind of like hindering him from stop hinder 
Oliver is hindering Invincible from stopping Tether Tyrant and Megmaniac. A little bit, but he also kind of helps in a way. He's helping here and there, but like he, he even he tells us, like, Oliver, move, get out of the way. Like Yeah, he does ultimately stop them both, though. But he's he says, we'll talk about this later. Yeah, and about being a partner. Yeah. Yep. And then in this issue, in this volume, ends with uh, um, Cecil congratulating D.A. Sinclair um on a project that he's been working on but then gets called away because he's informed that oliver has powers too and that's going to come up later uh da sinclair looks on uh out at the army of militarized reanimen with uh the, the american flags all over them yep and it says yep. usa on their yep so yeah on their helmets that is volume nine you guys like volume nine I did. I did like one. TJ, um, you were really excited about this one. Yeah. Why were you? Because of Rexplode. A lot of Rexplode. A good he, amount he of did, Oliver. He was prominent in Anissa, here. And I liked Anessa. Yeah, introduction to Anessa. It's definitely got some cool stuff. It was just lighthearted and like nothing like... too crazy happened, you know, which isn't yeah. necessarily a bad thing. It's it's the down moments in Invincible that make it mm-hmm. like really great. I like the uh, in the behind the scenes in the back of the trade paper that Otley did a whole page and then his son oh, got a hold yeah. of it and scribbled all over it and he had to redo it. That's funny. And that, that he still has that page to this day. That's great. I love that. That's funny. Wow, that sucks. <laughs> Could have been worse page, I bet. Mm-hmm. Um, so next up, next month, we'll be talking all about uh, Invincible Trade Paperback Volume 10. TJ, grab that behind you. That one is called Who's the Boss? Did we say that this one was called Out of This World? I don't remember we that. We didn't. We what? didn't. No, we didn't name it. Is that a show you recognize? Out you of rec- This World? Was that like a... It sounds like what it would it? be a soap opera. I'm just going to Google Out of This World and see what I definitely up. know Who's the Boss. But this is... Oh, shit. This is going to be issue 50. Man. I'm excited. Out of This World is an American fantasy sitcom about a teenage girl who is half alien, which gives her unique superhuman powers. No way. What year? Uh, let's Heart. See. Yeah, I'm excited for Volume 10. Number TV. of episodes, awesome. 96. Wow. 96 1987 episodes. to 1991. Wow. Wow. So remember when we started doing Rereader? Mm-hmm. We're we're about to be like a third of the way through. Oh the no! I was gonna say series. we are officially a third. We just passed the third yeah. by doing that. One forty four. We are a third of the way through Invincible. Oh, we get the new costume. Oh my gosh, fucking yeah, dude. Kid Omni Man. Kid Omni Man is. I like how the cover of this one is just the cover of issue fifty. My third favorite character after uh, Rex. Oh my Blood. gosh! Yeah, things are things and are heating money. up now. Things are heating up. Heating up. All right, we are gonna talk about other stuff now. Katie texted oh, me right. while we were. Uh, talking about that and said she brought home cake for us do we want to eat cake and talk about avengers endgame or do you want cake afterwards what kind we'll of just cake, eat cake afterwards it? okay all right so tj doesn't like that answer are we, tj wanted are cake we, so so let's so here's all the things that i feel like well, we really need to discuss all right, all right first so everybody knows obviously there will be spoilers from yeah, now I'm, on going forward we're going to talk about avengers endgame and then we'll talk about Game of Thrones. We'll let you know when there's an in-between, but there will be spoilers for Avengers Endgame uh, starting now. Because we're I, not going to do a well, spoiler we're gonna, free. Really. For, for Endgame I mean, starting point, now, right? Yeah, also, at, the, at this have, point, Endgame spoilers starting now. Also, we have to talk about Sonic. Yeah, we'll talk about trailers trailer. and everything after. All right, yeah, okay. so Endgame. So how I'd like to talk about Endgame. I want like one or two sentences or so quick impression of what you thought of it. And then I want to divide the movie into three parts. Because it's very... Three-party. It's very much... Yes. 
three split acts. into three parts yeah. and what we liked and didn't like in each of those parts because otherwise i've listened to people talk about this movie and it's there's so much to talk about that it's easy to jump around and it, mm-hmm. i find it easier to split it up so we're gonna try that so as a whole who wants to go first i'll go first just your <sighs> quick impressions quick this isn't the three-parter no just okay. quick impressions i thought it was okay um the good stuff was amazing the bad stuff was terrible okay bill it's literally how i feel like the highs were i always describe it as like there's think think of a movie that's really really good of being in this like you know three inch bar and it's always like stays within that bar you know what i mean okay this movie was like so far over the bar of awesome but then so far under the bar of terrible that it was it made me feel I didn't. I don't. I still don't know how I feel about it. I really? still don't know how wow. I feel about it. So I feel like TJ's in in the middle because I I obviously really really liked it. I saw mm-hmm. it a second time, and I I when I left the theater, I felt similar to how I felt with Thor Ragnarok and Cap Civil War, where I was kind of conflicted because it wasn't totally what I expected, and I had to process a lot, mm-hmm. and some of the stuff didn't feel right in the moment. Um, thinking about it more, and then seeing it a second time. Uh, it felt shorter. It didn't feel as long. The stuff I was worried about didn't bother me as much anymore, and so I liked it even more. Mm-hmm. Gamut of emotions, too. So, three acts. The first part, everything up until when they begin the time heist. So, I love that they just start off the movie and kill Thanos. I thought that was super cool. Yeah, I thought that... I, that, I went I, for the head. Yeah, I thought that that was very... Like, I loved Thor literally the entire time. Like, you loved Thor? Thor, Thor was the until, my biggest uh, problem with the uh, movie up until this part. Uh, this is what I'm saying. The like, first up act? until the first act of Thor. Oh, okay. Which I'm is sorry. which is him <laughs> taking blame the entire. He didn't even have a line of dialogue no, until he said, "I went for the head." Infinity in, in Infinity War, mm-hmm. he was like that. One of my favorite scenes, talking to Rocket on the ship. Mm-hmm. He has lost everything. everything. He's lived he even says, for a thousand years yes. and killed that many more yes. people, and they still haven't killed me. It's yes. my fate to fucking kill. And Thanos. he even says. He, he hasn't fought me twice. And mm-hmm. guess what? He does. And he loses again. Mm-hmm. Where else do you take that character? Which is where we'll get into in the second mm-hmm. act. But the first act, him being broken and like cutting off his head was such an awesome moment. And that callback of I went for mm-hmm. the head was so neat. But, um, go ahead. But but almost, but it felt like useless. Like they killed Thanos, but it did nothing. Like and, I know. And even, even Thor said that. Like he was like, I could, did you kill Thanos? Yeah. I killed Thanos. Yeah. Like, and he's like trying to justify it by yes. he's the good guy. Like, yeah. and it just, it felt like, it felt like when you do something really wrong and you just, and you just make yourself believe yes. that it was like the right thing to do. Like Thor after Thor, Rag, Thor Ragnarok and then Thor and infinity war made me love Thor yeah. from hating Thor, which was crazy. But then I have other opinions yeah. about Thor afterwards. Um, I also, do you have anything about like that? Cause I want to talk about, Tony and Cap, I thought that was a really great scene too. Tony really, really emaciated and skinny, giving and him, him blowing up at giving him the nanos, the, oh yeah, the, the, the arc reactor, and being like, "Here, you take it." I liked him blowing up at Tony and being like, "You know, you said we would lose together, and guess what? We lost, and you weren't there." Mm-hmm. That was really cool. the 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 number of callbacks in this movie is insane. It's it's insane, like how they made like two of like the popular least favorite movies. A lot of people don't like Iron Man 3. A lot of people don't like... Age of Ultron. Uh, Age of Ultron. Oh, well, and they, uh, no, the... Um, 
Thor Dark World is like known mm-hmm. to being like the least favorite movie and it has a significant part in this movie. Mm-hmm. They made it so that every movie in this 23 movie whatever matters and that's incredible that they did that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I liked uh, I liked First actor, worried... first actor, I thought it was, I thought it was okay. No, nothing like terrible about it. Nothing like amazing. Yeah, it was surprising that he chopped off uh, Thanos's head, but I was like, oh, okay. Like, there was so much build up to this movie and not knowing where it was gonna go that when his head chopped off, I was, I wasn't like, oh shit, but I was like, oh, okay, they're gonna go in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Which it, I think, on a previous episode of Oblivion Song podcast, I said that he wasn't going to be. Thanos wasn't going to be the main villain of the, of the movie. So when he, they chopped off the head, I was like, oh, okay, so go. there's going like to be a bigger... there's going to be someone, yeah. someone new? Yes, exactly. So I was like, okay. So I, it, it didn't, like, pull me out of my chair. It yeah. was it was cool, though. Like, I, the first act I thought was okay. I remember being in the theater for that first act and feeling, like, because there's a lot of, like, Thor in the support... I'm sorry, Cap in the support group. Mm-hmm. Um... um uh, what's her Black face? Widow Black Widow sitting there eating the sandwich. Like, the sandwich. I didn't like that. Part. I remember all of that feeling really slow and me being boring, worried yeah. in the theater. Like, is this boring, dude? The second time, it's it's better. It goes I by saw quicker. it the second that, time and I didn't. Scene, I I literally was fighting falling asleep. Really? Yeah, I was really? fighting the falling scene asleep with oh, Black Widow that. eating the sandwich. I think is one of her best scenes out of her entire thing. Like You're the crazy. tears in her eyes. Like it, it's so good. Like her asking about Clint. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that scene. Yeah. You know, so obviously that was after the five years later mm-hmm. and everything like that. Like, does I, the second act begin with um, uh, Hank Penn or not Hank so Penn? Then, Scott then Scott Lang coming back? So, yeah, well, I mean, it's whenever we decide. What but you say? Okay. I, th- I think as soon, well, first act, I'd still say they go to Tony's house. I love that he has the daughter. Oh, yeah. She was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Him saying, um, now go to bed or I'll sell all your toys. Yes. Like, I hate to say <laughs> that that's me. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I act with my children. But I just, I fucking love Tony Stark as a dad. Oh, it was so good. It was yeah. so good. And and I liked that. I, I thought they were going to use this story or this storytelling, whatever, more. But I'm glad they used what they did with him basically saying, I don't want to help you because I have it right. I have it good right now. Mm-hmm. Whereas everybody else lost, I gained something. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one, like Pepper even says, like, we got lucky. Like, we didn't lose anyone. Like literally, they're they're all there. Like they're they're a core family, and he got a daughter out of it. Like he doesn't want to go back in time. He doesn't want to erase what happened. He likes it better this way, Even which when, is a crazy like thing. Yeah. That's it's very invincible. That's very you Mark, can go back in time, but yeah. you'll lose your daughter. We talk, like, we me and me and TJ talked about that. Yeah. Or did I say it to you? I don't know. No, I think I said it to TJ. I was like, it felt very like when yeah. Mark was talking to the spaghetti monster. And the spaghetti monster was like, you can go back and change. He's like, I don't want to. Yeah, like, I have. A daughter. Like, I'll, I'll doom this planet right. if it means I can. Right. Exactly. I don't want to change it. Um, yeah, I loved that. I, I really liked him. I liked his daughter. I liked all that. Before we before we go any further into this, we could literally talk for four hours yeah. about time travel, and I don't want. Oh to no, we're not, we're not going to talk about time travel. Okay. There's right. a lot. There's articles out there that explain it. It. I will say my and I should have said this in my quick review or quick thoughts. I love how they did time travel in this movie. I think that being a superhero movie, they know their audience. Mm-hmm. They should have known we were going to scrutinize it, and it was not clear enough. It was very confusing. It was not. It, I didn't understand it at first. It took way too much thinking and too much to process because time travel, no matter what, will have issues. It will have gaps, and it will be confusing. It doesn't make sense. The thing that I don't like about it, it and now we're sense. getting into the third act, is they had it perfect until the very, very ending. 
Mm-hmm. They had it perfect. I still don't think, I, I think it's, yeah, but we don't have to get into it. Um, so, like, th- from there, Ant-Man shows up, and I think Paul Rudd is amazing. He, he does. He kills it in totally, everything he does. But no, 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 no. Everything he does. No, you're wrong. He everything totally, he does. Totally, he redeemed himself from Ant-Man and the Wasp. That wasn't his was fault. Because he was fucking terrible in Ant-Man really? and the Wasp. I don't think Dude, he was, he was terrible. Fu- watch how many times have you seen Ant-Man and the Wasp? A couple times, I own it. Dude, it is not good. He he is it's not, not at the movie all is not good. The main character in that movie, and he is a laughing uh, fucking joke. He's a clown in it. He's all a right, fucking moving clown. on. Uh, but he fucking killed it in this movie. Yeah. So him coming, him coming back. Sorry, TJ. Him coming back and asking that kid on the bike, "What the fuck is going on?" And the kid just rolls off, and then he finally realizes it. And him looking Dude, for his daughter's his name. His daughter. I I was like I was like tearing so up. There are I, three that was scenes, the first time that I cried. There are three scenes in this movie that make me tear up. Mm-hmm. That is the first one. And even Katie was, she was like, really? And then we saw it a second time. And I cried. It, it got her the second time. I cried. That I moment when he cried. sees her and he's like, you got so big. Like, mm-hmm. holy shit, that is such a good scene. Yeah. Yeah. When when I realized who, because at first I was like, is he looking for um, Wasp Girl? What's her name? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and then and then he started saying Cass, Cassie's her, his yeah, daughter's yeah, name, Cassie. right? And I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah. that's hope. Hope, hope yeah. yeah. I was, um, because you love the daughter. Yeah, dude. In both the movies, yep. you love that character. And when you see her, it's almost like, Shit. And he knocks on the door. I'm like, oh, my God, she's going to be so big. Oh, my God, she's going to be so big. And you see it. And just like he, he, Paul Rudd did a fucking amazing job of being confused. Yeah. Of like, <laughs> what? Because if you missed it. Yeah. And you opened up the closet that you were hiding in. And you're like, what the fuck? fuck is going on like it is terrifying to be yeah. in that situation it was apocalyptic yeah him like go- going through all the names like scrambling like yeah. oh because he was looking for cassie he was saying cassie's name. that's like what he, i was saying that's like when, when he saw his name yeah and when he didn't see cassie he went to her house mm-hmm. so yeah but yeah that's kind of merging into second act so second act all the time high stuff um they the time, I don't know how the, to start with this. The, I guess the, it's just easier to just jump around. The time I, wise, the time I, don't wise stuff need, is, I don't think we need to go into yeah, like each scene. The time no, no, stuff, no. in my but opinion, the second half as a whole had had or second the, part. The third act, the final acts. battle, was the highest of the high, 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 fucking high, awesome. Mm-hmm. The middle, the the act one was the lowest. Act two, disagree. No, act completely, one, no, had act both. one is completely disagree. Had both. No, I only I think act one is especially after second movie. Act one is super strong. Act three is super strong. Act two, it wavers. So act one, they're like, but it has high here, points, dude. Act oh. one he, is like, here's some emotion. Everyone's sad. Here's some emotion, yeah. and and Fall you know, from and then War. and then and I was like, okay, this is this going somewhere. It's okay. And then act two was like, here's some more emotion and more emotion. It's so much emotion, and they're like screaming at you like mm-hmm. emotion. And then <laughs> it gets too much where I'm like, oh my gosh, let it be done. And then really? it's finally done. And then they do the time travel stuff. And oh, then they okay, go back yeah. into time travel. And then everybody's got to have their moment in the past. And I felt like it it was so long. Like, like stick to Thor. Like Tony stick Stark to, um, saw his dad and Thor yeah. saw his mom. And fucking... It didn't need the that. Like, is, like Thor I... and keep, keep Thor in there yeah. and keep obviously like um, I agree. black um, widow. Yeah. Obvi- I agree. All, those, like all that. that is long. It does feel long. It's all earned, though. Like, it all feels earned. I want all those scenes. Like, if I had to choose I which of those bad. to cut, I wouldn't want to cut To me, all. it doesn't oh, seem earned. It feels It feels like, um, what's that word that starts with a P? Pandering. It's like pandering. Like, I oh, disagree because Tony's, Tony's going to, spoilers, obviously, <laughs> die in this, right? So he needs to see his dad and be able to have the one last moment with his dad. Oh, 
Thor lost literally everybody. He, he needs to, to have a moment with his mom, yeah. which I fucking love that, that scene, scene, DJ. That scene is incredible. It's like, that, that makes... Scene, I said to keep that one in. Yeah, when, when that he, when, scene makes that character when he was so like, much better. Okay, I want to talk. Like, yeah. like and, that, and then his mom saying, I know you're not... Yes. You. Like I, I was raised, I was by, raised witches. by witches. You know I, I see the, time the, differently. The future hasn't been kind to you. Like oh. yeah, dude. It was like I was like, this is awesome. This is awesome. This is awesome. And fucking rocket. Like I got the thing. Like yeah. and being chased by everybody. That was fucking so good. But then that's like, the thing. You you talk about all this stuff and you talk about like like Cap fighting himself. Worth it. The the fucking no, elevator scene. No. Worth no. it. All that is the worth elevator it. scene. Okay, I said that my favorite part of Infinity War or not Infinity War. Sorry, Endgame. Endgame was that we got an Avengers 1.5 because yes. you got to see where the staff went, where the Tesseract went. Like, you got to see, and like, acted the, like, what happened. Yeah, it, 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 it acted very the same. So, so when well. Hulk was like, so many stairs! <laughs> I laughed way longer than I should have. But I fucking hated... It felt... This This is where I... I I've had dreams mm-hmm. that I've seen movies that I'm looking forward to seeing, and they're terrible. Yeah. Like, I, I remember I had a dream that I saw Batman and it was, like, really fucking I bad. I'm like, oh, God, what is this that I'm seeing? It almost felt like that when Cap was fighting Cap. He's like, that is America's ass. And I'm like, what the fuck am really? I watching right now? Okay, then that's just Why a joke that you fuck? didn't... I, I thought that hit. I thought that was funny. I did not think that hit really? at all. I thought that that was way you did, out of... Did you... Did you... Did you a, miss? Captain, a, Captain America does not swear. He says language. He says it, he says it a lot. In so this, he swears a lot in this movie. And then B... Let's go get that son of a bitch. Captain America doesn't... Like, he... I don't know. It just felt... I mean, you got Paul Rudd saying it to him, right? No. Did you miss the first half of that joke? Yes. Then that's why you didn't like that. What's the, Where did the first half of the joke come from? It was from? Tony... Looking at the scene of them all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he says that, and Tony's that, saying that, those, that does those, not that, that suit does nothing for your ass. Right, and but then, but I'm and saying Ant-Man says that's America's ass, as far as I'm concerned. Right, but I'm saying but that whole joke didn't. Oh, I meant, liked it. It didn't like why did why couldn't they fucking yeah. focus on Black Widow's well, ass? Like again, though, five seconds before that, I can do this all day. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. Hell yeah, Hydra. I know. Like, so I just didn't so like how it was like literally like oh. Uh, they that person just had a, had a moment, and then it goes to another one. I was like, now this is this person's moment. Now this is this person's yeah, moment. It, felt, it almost felt like filler. So okay, you I know, agree with that. Pandering. I agree that because I left the theater and I was like, okay, maybe this it was too much fan service. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, fuck it. They went eleven years, eleven years to this day. Actually, that we're recording, they went eleven years, twenty three movies. Let them have a. Bad movie. Let them have, no. <laughs> no. They earned this bad movie. No, like, it's, not, it's not bad. It's no, not, let them I'm have, not saying it's no, bad, it's but like, it doesn't mean they could do whatever they want because they did 23 movies. They're doing a parade. This is a celebration, and okay. they're, they're going to have a lot of fun with it. I, sure. I, Ryan, but I, I agree didn't, with you. I wasn't. I agree with you. You want a serious thing. Like, go watch Winter Soldier. You want all those By the things. way, I knew that this was going to go this way once we started talking about it, it was especially when you said that you felt like I was in the middle. I'm not. Bill likes this movie way more than he's letting on. You do, right? No. Like, like you were. What were you about to say? How many times have you seen the movie? Twice. I've seen it one time, and I have literally no need to see it ever fucking you, again. You're like only saying good things about it, though. No, it not, sounds I'm like you're, excited, you're getting excited about it. Let me it. finish the bad thing that I wanted to say about no. Act Two. Would you agree that Act Two is the most important part of the movie because that's the meat? Of the movie. This is what the movie is about. Act 1 tells you what the movie is going to be about. Act 2 is what the fucking movie is. And then Act 3 is like, we're done. The conclusion. Right? It's okay. the wrap-up. Act 2 was the time heist. And in my opinion, it felt like what a montage would be, but stretched out for like a fucking hour and a half long. 
Like yeah, you it, just thought it was too long. It, it, should, it, it not that it was that's, too long. That's what my opinion was. Yeah. But yeah, when you it, break down each scene, it, you you're gonna find something the that you like in each the, scene. The second act like, of the movie was to me, it wasn't what the meat of the movie should have been about. Like it 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 I feel like that because I feel like that second act was the celebration. It was them doing the what you call pandering. The celebration was, was the, the finale. Well that too, but I feel like everyone's there. But all the time travel, like going to the beginning of the first Guardians movie, like all mm-hmm. that stuff was like they could have done something else they could have gone to more boring times like when they went to morag to get the stone they didn't have to go the day that's another thing that i really hate you know, about you it you know what i mean like they intentionally made a point to show things that were for the viewer they I, did this for fans i also that's another thing that i really didn't like was that i'm watching a movie that i've waited however many years that you just said and i'm literally watching the same movie that i already saw that's no. why that's why I liked the fucking New York because it was Avengers 1.5. I was seeing a behind the scenes things of still what happened in that timeline but different. So what was but one that you saw the exact Maj- same? Major Majorga Dedoric, whatever? Morag? Morag? It was the same fucking shot for shot the scene of scene? everything that happened. It was just the dance scene. The of, dance scene. Of, no, 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 I like that. Which scene are you talking where, about? Where where you hear him singing Oh, as you're talking about Vo- Vo- Voldemort. Vladimir. Vagabond. Where the soul stone is. Yes, where the soul stone is. Sorry. And I it, was talking about the power and stone. And it was it was like I'm like, oh, I get it. Like one of them's gonna Vormir. have to sacrifice Vormir. Yeah, thank you, Vormir. One of them's gonna have to sacrifice himself see, and then Red that. Skull comes down and his and his face is masked and you're like, It's I know who it is. Like, yeah. stop it. Like I know who it is. And he's like, You have to give up I fucking know. Like I've already seen this movie. I already watched Infinity War a million fucking times. Don't show me the scene again. Like yeah. I get it. And I I understand why they yeah, did it. Yeah, they have to show those characters seeing it. They can't just start and they're already sitting there. But, like, like if that's, that's... Do you see how it feels so, like, Yeah, but in a three-hour movie where that's only less than five minutes, then... It's just... Know. it's. I wanted to see something entirely new. And when I remember reading an interview with the Russo brothers, that at them saying, you're going to see entirely new places. You're not going to see Titan. You're not going to see... All, like fucking New York, like, and we did, like, we literally saw yeah. everything. Going, that we going saw. back through, like, uh, even before. Does it sound like I still movie, fucking love I, the movie, TJ? I think it does. I maybe I don't know. I don't know. It's I don't, right. it doesn't. But uh, going back to before this movie, you could ask literally anybody, "What do you think is going to happen?" Children would probably tell you, uh, "I think they're going to use time travel to go back in time, change what happened." Uh, and we're not going to have Cap or America coming out of this movie. And they'd be right. And there were only two deaths in this entire movie, and it was Black Widow and Iron Man. And Mm -hmm. then Cap, you know, also losing Cap, like we assume, like obviously we're not going to see him as an old man anymore. You know, he's not going to come back as Captain America. So like there were were not any major, like we we, we listened to Kind of Funny, and Kind of Funny was like, oh man, there's going to be so many deaths. There weren't. Um, That's not what made the movie bad because like i said like being predictable can sometimes be good but i feel like the payoff that you're talking about ryan i didn't feel like i didn't feel that myself and maybe it's because i'm not as haven't been as big of a marvel movie fan as you have mm-hmm. but i i i didn't feel that payoff like in like, the last year and i half, felt i I've felt it in the finale all of them right you know what i mean like in order i felt that in the finale when everybody came through it was it was a very marvel-esque so, so, moment so before i get into that's the, where the payoff all right so before we get into the third act um, the things that were jarring to me the first time around, and I wasn't sure if I liked them, but then accepted them and I'm okay with them now, were Fat Thor and Professor Hulk. I liked Professor Hulk. I didn't. I didn't think that I would. When he was sitting in the cafe... The cafe is still a not good scene. That's which, probably my least favorite yeah, scene of the whole it was, movie. It was, very, it, was very, it was a very weird it, it introduction. Goes on too too. Here's why I don't like yeah. Professor Hulk. 
Now what? Now what? What do you mean? Now Are they going to do a Professor Hulk movie? Is he going to be Professor Hulk? No, they weren't going to do a Hulk movie anyway. anyway. He's just Professor done? Hulk. He's just always going to be Professor Hulk yeah, in the coming movies? He might not even be... They might reference him, but not, he's not... I think he's done. I think that character's done. Then, then okay. Yeah. So why I are you getting mad about something that isn't true? Because it ruins his, his character. But its character's done then. Think of it that way. If his character is done... But you're getting mad at a hypothetical. You get what I'm saying? You don't know that his character's going to come back. You don't know that it's going to end. So just... Just take it I, at face value. But though. I didn't... I wanted Hulk in the finale of the movie. Like, I wanted mm-hmm. him in the end. Like, that wasn't... Uh, I even, even in the end, even in the finale, even as Professor Hulk, he didn't do shit. The whole fight. He, he did the snap. Yeah, he, and that's all that he, he could do. And that's one of the coolest scenes of him holding it up is that another yeah. comic book reference, too, of him holding up Avengers building like yeah but i want to cool see him moments. like rip something apart and everybody we went like back to our friend rob who was like, actually on this podcast stomp on stomp on a, a, like, a car but that was it yeah that was funny too but he kind of My but that's is, that's something what felt i didn't like because he was making fun of hulk like it just it yeah. felt very like yeah cartoony you know what i mean i didn't like professor but then, hulk yeah. at all i, I Thor, think that I was, was a good way god awful i yeah, think Fat Thor god was fucking awful god awful there we go yeah for all the, I don't think I need to go into why I hated Thor. I didn't like him at first, but again, the more I think about his motivation, where he was at the beginning of this movie, everything that his mother says to him, and him not looking like a surfer dude, like totally jacked out, like he looks like a Viking now. He look doesn't look like every other superhero. Like I like it. It's so cool. It's, my, it wasn't his it's hair completely that I had different. My absolute, I'm being my absolute favorite part of the movie was him being part of the Guardians now. Isn't that crazy? If, if, he, is, if he is not in Guardians 3, be. I'm going to be fucking pissed because yeah, he, yeah, is of course he is fucked. That's like his Dude, movie. That's the very last Thor Ragnarok, what made it so great is that it was like Guardians. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved with him him explaining the ether and all the Avengers being like, oh my God, like embarrassed by him. And then Paul yeah. Rudd being like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it's the so first that he's, yeah, he doesn't know any of this. He doesn't know anything. He's so all, all he's known is stupid shit. Like, he's, he doesn't know anything about yeah. all the cool stuff that's happened. And, and, yeah. All right. So, obviously, third act, you know. Black Panther was fucking useless in it again. I So, hate... was, so was everybody that came through I, the portals. I, I know. And, oh. It's just a fight scene. That's just them fighting. Something that I want to talk about. And, and I don't want to talk about... I, I read something else with the Russo brothers. We read the, the Q&A. Yeah. Um, I don't, again, let's not talk about time travel. But you're about to Everyone on knows time about travel, the, No, you? no, I'm talking about the... The, um, uh, the fucking rings, portals? The, the portals that Doctor Strange can open up. Uh-huh. So when that closes, that it like just... It's, 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 uh, it ceases to exist, right? Okay. It's not a portal. It's not a force that can be like stopped. Right. Someone asked, couldn't he just use one of his, his portals to chop off Thanos' hand? He does that in Infinity War. He chops off the monster's hand. Right, he does. But why doesn't he do Thanos's? They said because Thanos, Russo and, brothers. And the Russo brothers said, said because Thanos' skin is impenetrable. And oh, really? that portal and, and, and Doctor Strange either didn't have time or saw that as oh, a possibility huh. and it didn't work huh. and i was like it's not like it's it's a portal that stops it ceases ceases to exist in a completely different area so it would transport whatever's on this side yeah. i don't know it just was was yeah. a stupid cop-out there are a lot of cop-outs there's it, it's a superhero movie. and i get like, that there's so much going on right but like, what bothers me guys is the same thing that i always say if a movie creates a storyline and invents a science and then contradicts itself that it just based a movie off of uh-huh. that's fucked up and that's that's what i didn't like and that's what ant-man does 
Ant-Man you cannot stand on someone's All shoulder. Right, moving on. You don't have to get into Sorry, guys. Uh, third, third act uh, was amazing. Was the fight, uh, it was, and it was fucking like, perfect. It yeah. was, yeah. Uh, this was Spider-Man and Tony Stark. Um, that was great. Was amazing. This um, is by far the best movie theater going experience I've ever had. Like the theater reacting to certain parts and everything. Like oh, the, the, the hammer. hammer. Yeah. Honestly, Holy that shit. was the best part of the movie. Holy shit, that was incredible. That was so good. The way they handled it, the way they did it. I mean, just Cap with the shield and it getting chopped up, and then him standing up. Like that awesome shot of him facing the whole army, and then like the whole on your left. Oh yeah, from Winter oh. Soldier. Yeah, on your left. Yeah, yeah that, that was... I mean, there we could talk for a while about all the things that go on we in have. that fight scene. I know, I know, we can wrap <laughs> it up, but uh, I don't know. That whole, I mean, the ending was great. I, I hoped that Tony would snap. I, mm-hmm. I liked his death scene. Her saying, you can rest now. That was, that was like devastating. the saddest moment Did you catch I've it? ever... I didn't catch it the first time. Apparently, what? Like, when he solves time travel and he goes and asks her about composting and he says, so I figured it out. I figured out time travel. Um... I, you know, I can just, I can just put it in a box. I can throw it in the bottom mm. of the ocean. I, I don't ever have to do it. We could just go back to the way life is. I don't have to help. It doesn't matter. And she says, yeah, but will you be able to rest? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was and the then, whole, that yeah, was the payoff. And then her saying it yeah. at the end. Yeah, you, you can, can rest, rest now. now. Yeah. We're going to be fine. We're going to be what okay. What I liked about it. Oh. What I liked about it, and this makes sense, is because one snap, like, hurt Thanos. Two snaps almost killed Thanos. One snap almost killed Hulk. Hulk, it wrecked him, yeah. And that that snap, Tony Stark was dead. Oh, yeah, he, already. he barely talked. He, he, he couldn't he, do anything. He was already dead. His his eyes were so glazed over, he didn't, he didn't, he, he was looking off. And it he, wasn't like he had some crazy destiny where he's talking and... Like, no one else, he, they were talking to him, but they were talking to a corpse that was just much, barely yeah. alive. And I fucking loved that that he wasn't like oh i'm so sorry that like no he fucking he snapped and he's a human he didn't get to say goodbyes or anything like that there was none of that right oh that to me was the saddest part of the movie seeing him like that i know it was supposed to be like a heroic moment but it was really sad like it it was like when someone fucking actually sacrifices himself what i would think in real life how it is it's not heroic yeah you're not feeling happy you're Mm -hmm. fucking that person's gone dead so Yeah. yeah Yeah, the funeral, all that. I mean, very sad. It was Harley, all very sad. Harley being there from Iron Man three, yep. who you yep. hate, TJ. Yeah, he's terrible. No, you're terrible. <laughs> he made that movie terrible. Actually, uh, he didn't make that movie terrible. Not talking about time travel. I do like Tony dancing with Peggy. I do like that he's an old man now. Tony like, dancing with Peggy? That's an alternate, alternate reality. Yeah, it is. Uh, Steve Cap. I do like that. I like him giving Falcon the shield. Mm-hmm. I I mean, yeah. There's. Uh, I feel the like whole, the whole ending with that was like. There was a lot of spe- I did like that too because there was a lot of speculation of who's going to take it, Bucky yeah. or Falcon. Bucky, and when Bucky and when Bucky said, "Go ahead," God. that was his way. I feel like that was his way of saying like, "You can be that." Like even not without even that, but, not knowing, but like that was the Bucky writers knew. being like, "It's going to be Falcon," which I hate. Thank I hate. You. I don't want. I don't want that. I don't want to see that in the He's future. He's not superpower. I want. He's I not, want Bucky to be. You know I what think I mean? Bucky, like I don't. I. At first, I thought it should be Bucky, but I don't think anymore. I, I mean, Bucky, I don't, Bucky is his own hero already. If they, he even, if they do another, done. if they do another Captain America movie, I don't care. I don't want to I mean, see that movie. Bucky and Falcon, Bucky and Falcon, they have eh. their show. So, um, yeah, Game of Thrones. All right, real quick, that's it for Avengers Endgame. Oh my god, we have to talk about Game of Thrones now. Super quick. I liked Super it. Quick. I don't care that it was dark. It was supposed to be scary. 
And it was. Okay. So we're not just talking about the... We can talk uh, about the first three episodes. The first three episodes. Uh, the first episode I thought spoilers. was just okay because everything... They just needed a reunion, reunion, reunion. Which I thought was good. It was needed. But uh, I was expecting more for the um, for the opening. Uh, episode two was, I think, awesome. Episode three is my favorite uh, Game of Thrones episode to date. Episode one was good. Episode two was great. Episode three was extremely disappointing and I didn't like it. Uh, episode one was good. Episode two was really great. And then episode three was the most stressful moment in my life that I've ever had. And I fucking loved it. And it was so wow. smart and a challenge. Like you have to be like, we're going to do this, but not a lot of people are going to like it because we it's going to be talk dark. We should about this but, after the podcast. But, but Ryan, to be fair, you don't, you, you don't like it as much as you do. Because you've thought about it, right? Because when we you no, you I had mean, issues with it after we ended, but I never got the impression you hated it. I the more I thought about it, the more I didn't right, like it. Right, but right. as we as we were watching it, I even said like, while it was airing, we were watching it together, and I'm like, guys, I I can't see anything that's going on. This looks really bad. And then as it ended, we're like, because the whole episode is leading to something, and then when nothing happens, the episode ended, and nothing we talked about happens. It. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Go on Twitter. Something right. happened. Yeah. Something so, big happened. Yeah, and a lot of are people don't like it. Are we not? Are we not spoiling? No, we're we're talking. We're, we're spoiling. Yeah, we can spoil. Well, sure. We're doing spoilers. How did nothing happen? The fucking Arya night killed King. him. Right. That was cool. I like that. Yeah. All right. The whole so like eight what, seasons of build up. What would you? Thank you. Thank you. What right. was? What was the whole? When I say Game of Thrones, what do you say? Winter is mean? coming. Yeah. Right, and you're like, yeah. winter is coming, and like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. So is winter gone now? Is that the show? Yeah. Is Cersei really a bigger fucking threat than death itself? And That's, the Night that King? was my. So that wait, was are my... you arguing for me or against me? I'm I'm arguing. First of all, because that's kind of always how, argues the, for the you, minute, Ryan. The minute that the Targaryens, no, Dalthraki, um, disappeared. Ran, cool scene. No, 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 not disappeared. When they when you, they ran and you saw for a yeah. split second the wall of dead and the giant, I was like, I'm scared. Yeah. Like holy fucking shit. Yeah. And I knew that it was going to be a and dark. Then, and then I knew before, that it was going to be dark. I knew that you couldn't see a lot of stuff. But and it then was when supposed you see to be... like, like all the characters you love getting overwhelmed by the dead six times Sam? in the same episode, oh and nothing God. happens. Okay, Ryan. Yeah. To- totally agree with what you're saying about mm-hmm. the whole winter is coming thing. Mm-hmm. That was the finale of that. And when it comes to the next three episodes, like I'm looking forward to it. But that's what I wanted, and mm-hmm. I was happy with it. If, the, if that's how that big thing ends, like Brand, oh the whole. Brand. That's the whole, all I gotta say. Bran is useless. Bran was. Useless. However, okay. however, I think he might be the Lord of Light, and he went back in in the past and rearranged, rearranged things in the past. That's where he went. Oh, he that's told, a good idea. He could be the Lord of Light when he when he told Theon, "I'm gonna go now," and he goes up into the the crows, <laughs> and then he, where did he go? I think he went back into the past so and he was rearranging things. To- what brand did we have this three episodes yes. left i, I hope, do yeah and, I, and I it's really, gonna be king's landing how can you make three episodes in, like with one like, confrontation I'm really hoping that like all those characters like all the like really emotional impactful deaths that we didn't get i feel like all right they kept him alive for a reason let's find out what that reason is so mm-hmm. i'm really so, excited so my question to you ryan is if the next episode we find out like something like that happened like bran went somewhere he had a purpose he's the one that ultimately defeated the night king let's just say like he put mm-hmm. all the pieces in place would you like last episode more it would make me like it it would make me retroactively like it a little bit more yeah because i'd find out that that had purpose and oh yeah. that whole time when he was just doing nothing that's what he was doing okay that's better if it doesn't happen 
then I, I am in total agreement with you when it comes to Bran. Yeah. Like, like all that for nothing. Yeah. And everyone in the world is like, he's going to be, he's the most important character. He's going to do some crazy shit. And then he just sat in a chair the whole time. Just to, for the record. But I don't, that's, there's no way that that's the case. I would like to go on the record by saying I've never liked Bran. And <laughs> I think I. that, and I think that he is the most forgetful, useless character in mm-hmm. this entire show. Mm-hmm. But he, I feel like he's going to end up being it's a It's just crazy player. that, like, that's a major story point. And, like, John's whole story, being on the wall, going beyond the wall, going into Daenerys, getting the dragonglass, his whole story, mm-hmm. this entire show has been building up to this episode. And what did he do in this episode? Nothing. Okay. He wrote a dragon. It's disappointing. It was, it was it leading was up to this episode? I don't it think It was leading John up to this knows. fight. It was leading up to the fight against the, 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 the Death Watch. To his point, to his point, what he's saying, TJ is that John has been the one that's rallying everybody yeah, against the, the Night King and the Dead. He's like, Night Walkers are, are fucking white. The White Walkers are real. and But and Jon Snow has, been, has become even more of the main character. And I don't like that because Game of Thrones has yeah. never been like that up until... Here's, hold on. Until like... <laughs> you you interrupt everybody this entire time that we started talking go, about Marvel. Go. Um... Jon Snow has been officially, like, the main character starting with season six and seven. And I don't like that about Game of Thrones. Everybody, there is no main character, and he's become the main character. That's why I'm glad he wasn't the one that defeated the Night King at the I end. Even, he wasn't, like, the one that, that, that was, like, tr- doing the charge throughout the entire the entire uh, show. It, was, it, was, it, yeah, it but shouldn't like, be all he didn't even, like, no White Walkers were even fought. If I told you, like, after all these years of lead-up, that in the final fight, Nobody would fight a White Walker. You'd be like, what? Why would you, though? And I said this before the, the show even started. Before the episode even started, why would why would they be on the front lines? of yeah. Not even the front lines, but, like, yeah. they're the ones that you kill one of them, like, one-twelfth of the, I the, the war is I completely agree with you. Done. So stay in the back and let your army overrun and kill everybody. So while everybody's still kind of being swarmed by death and dead people, you don't go strolling in? Is that what you're saying? You let them actually kill all the people? That's yeah. a good point. They should have done that. That's that's what they did, though. They the, the, so sure. Every, so everybody sure, there was were, still alive. Sure. How? Sure. There's still people alive. There's still yeah. some people alive. Stay but for back. the most part, they won wait. that war. Like Let that. That shit was kill over. Brand, then. Okay. Just saying. I was disappointed. Do yeah. you think I was not? Who is harder alive. to kill? Okay. Okay. Uh, 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 a disabled kid in a wheelchair, or a dragon. I would think a dragon. You would think a dragon, but yeah. you're wrong. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. the Night King killed a dragon in about, well, I don't know, 15 seconds. Yeah, I don't then... know. It just felt weird. I don't Why know. Why did the Night King even want to kill Bran? We don't, we don't know, and it doesn't matter, Bill. After eight years, it doesn't like, matter. Like, why was he the end game for the Night King? I don't... And a lot of so people, he could and, have an endless night. What the fuck this was is something that? That's, I don't know if it's true or not. They explained and, it to But him. this is something that I don't know if it's true or not, and I would hate it if it was, but people are saying the rumor is that they don't want to explain any of that because they're going to use that as story for the prequel show that they're making. Which would make sense because Brank can time travel. We'll see the past uh, anyways. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else we want to talk about before we wrap the show up? Um, you guys now. You guys said it in the in our group chat. Do you guys seriously think the Sonic trailer looks good? I, I don't think it looks spectacular. But I don't think it looks... So... Every, when we when we first got the first image of the Shadow of Sonic, everyone was like, this is going to be shit. Mm-hmm. It's not that. Absolutely not that. It's not amazing. I don't think it looks incredible. The reason why I'm excited for it is not because of Sonic. It's more for Jim Carrey. Okay. Yeah. Because it looks like the same, like, crowd, like, I feel it, like... Hop. 
I recently saw it. It is. I, I, it I, is hot. Well, like, it has the main like, character. I recently saw character. the trailer when I was in the theater for like Dora the Explorer. Like it feels like a kids movie. Like it yeah, feels it's like one hundred percent a kids okay. movie. Okay, I thought for you sure. were thinking of this as like no, not like Pokemon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> however, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? However, that it does awesome. look a lot like Pokemon. Yeah, it, it looks doesn't. a lot. It like doesn't Pokemon. to me. How many at times were you there? That like, computer. I saw a video of two side by sides with the trailer, and they actually matched up. Oh no! I, they literally I, matched up. But that's a trailer. You right. can match up trailers. Trailer. I, I've gone on the record a lot on this episode, and I would like to go on the record one more time okay. and saying that the action in Sonic is going to be fucking awesome. Man, I think the action in Sonic is going to be like a kids movie. Like it's gonna be what yeah. he turned into a little ball and blew that car up, and that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Wow, Ryan. I don't know. I personally do not know why people are hating on it so much. It's a fucking kid's I don't, movie. I, don't I agree with you. Grow no, no. the fuck up. I like, agree with you. He has teeth. Yeah, we all have fucking teeth. Every <laughs> animal has fucking teeth. What are you going to make his teeth sharp? Fuck you, you I, fucking assholes. I completely agree with you. Like, I just think that I thought you guys were... And I feel like a lot of people out there are trying to raise this up as something as more than a kid's movie. And it's okay to be a really cool kid's movie. Yeah, Jim I love kid's That's movies. That's fine. Okay. Mr. Popper's Penguins. I still haven't seen that. I need, neither, neither have I. That's okay. But yeah, so <laughs> yeah, as it, it could be a really fun kids movie, definitely. Yeah. All right. Cool. It is what it is. I feel like I have a different standard for Detective Pikachu though, which I think is going to be really cool. I think that's I think gonna that's going to really be fun. the movie there. Really? Yeah. I'm I went on the record before and said that. Man, that's a big record. I know. Um, anything else we want to talk about? This yes. Is, episode has gone long. Go. Yes. Uh, Days Gone. Got a 6.5 on IGN. Did you get it? And I was going to pre-order that, and as soon as I read the review, I was like, nah, I don't yeah. think so. I don't think so. And then it's, because it's I'm like, impulsive. Because I'm impulsive, anyways? I did it, Ryan. I bought it. I bought it three days ago, and I actually, I, I you, really you, enjoy it. Are you having any issues with um, no get, bugs like uh, and bugs stuff? and stuff? No. There's been like eight patches apparently. Well, that's okay because <laughs> I, I waited. You know what I mean. And they just recently canceled the patch because the patch made it worse. The patch <laughs> to patch a patch yes. made the patch worse. Yeah. That patch the patch. Um, I have not run into any any bug issues at all. Um, it's not. The Last of Us. Like, when I first saw the trailer, I wasn't excited for it. Like, yeah, the release, like, two years ago at E3, I was like, what is this? But it feels like I'm, I'm ironically enough, because there was a World War Z game that just came out. Yeah. It feels like the most stressful parts in that movie, mm-hmm. um, like, being swarmed and overwhelmed, it felt like that. Like, there's a part where my, I crashed my bike, and I was being swarmed, and I had to run in a big, wide circle to just have them to follow me them to around. get them away, to hopefully pick my bike up in time to get away. Yeah. Like, it's that. I don't know. It's fun. You should it might play be, it. It might be one of those games that I, re- I I visit once it's out, it's cheaper, and all the bugs have been fixed. And I don't it's have not to a 6.5. I, I'm, I'm sure that... Well, see, uh, uh, I'm the sure... reviews that I've read and listened to, the big thing is that it gets super repetitive and all mm-hmm. the fun things get very exhausting and it's too long. So tell me what you think in a week when or two. They, when, they, when I read that it was 60 hours long, yeah. I was like, damn, yeah. I would play The Witcher for 150 hours and Skyrim I will still play yeah. today. But I, but that's like saying, will you play Assassin's Creed for fucking? I mean, I'm at some I'm at thirty will, hours but... of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I'm still loving it. I'm playing that game where it's very different. Like normally, when I play games, I'll try and play it as much as I can. I can't mm-hmm. stop thinking about it. This game, I'm like, you know what? It's kind of like a TV show where I like pop in and mm-hmm. go do some adventures and stuff like that. And I love the characters, I love the world, and I'm still really enjoying it. And I'll just take my time with it. Mm. However, I did beat Celeste since uh, we last recorded, and that is one of the most satisfying games i've ever played super difficult um but a lot of fun so yeah cool tj anything else? else whoa weird uh nope i'm good all right let's wrap it up 
Thank you all for listening. Remember, you can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and theinvinciblepodcast.com. Um, thank you to everybody listening. Yeah. Remember, we are going to be uh, doing volume 10 next month. Um, and the main topic, I have an idea, but I'll announce it over on Twitter later on as it gets closer. Oh, and this week's um, outro song by Wyatt Lane is Cozy Places. Uh, you can find all of Wyatt Lane's music over on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music. Just search Wyatt Lane. Uh, and I think that does it. All right. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. Good night. Bye. sweater uh, a little a little new it's a little new it's an interesting color green tj mm, it's a little dark it is dark I it's, like it's little, not dark it's like because you're you, it's you like the batman wear, of green you usually wear very bright green blue like blues blues or i don't ever wear bright colors there i did mm, recently buy a dolphin bright, stuff is very bright true, true. i wear dolphin and don't stuff. you have a very bright orange hoodie <laughs> i have a bright red hoodie Years and years and years ago, I had a ridiculously bright orange hoodie. You've never that worn green. That was like green. six years never ago. Worn green. Really? green. You know why? I yeah, think I don't green, think you have one green. Green always looks like it's your dad's. I mean, I mean, one's father's, not like, yours. Like that hoodie like, was passed down to him. Like right. It's his like dad's if I were to wear a green hoodie, it would look like it belonged to my dad for some reason. I don't know why. Green just looks like it's your dad's. This is your dad's hoodie, actually. Oh, <laughs> so that makes sense.